graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Fuckhead, shit face, cocksucker, asshole, son of a bitch! Scum sucking, motherfucking whore! Cock! Cock! Chisholm! Grandma! Cock! Bum! Fuck, turd, fart! Can't piss, shit, bugger, and balls! Damn it! Hell! Trap! Shit! You goddamn motherfucking bitch! Fuck you, you car wash cunt! I had a dental appointment! Glacio Cunnilingus French kissing! Rim job! Right! Fucking, fucking, fuck, fuck. Schmuck, fucks, like duck is Pussy, pig, fucker, balls. Boy, boy, cat, girl, cat, E-I-E-I-O. Stay the fuck at home. Your podcast will fail. It's just a coincidence that you were talking about the Jack and Triumph show and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, guy makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com, and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit Two Strangers One Podcast.net. Now, here's Chris Cologne and Paul Pasquillo. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. And Paul, it's been what the hell happened to us? We celebrated our anniversary and then we disappeared for a month. That's so that, that, that was you, not me. Yeah, that's I've been, true. I've been living life. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, well, you, yeah, you have a lot of shit going on. A lot of shit could be going on in the next couple of days, but like restrictions lift. Oh, uh, a lot of a lot is going a lot of is going on in the next couple of days. So, so you know, work work wise, uh, you know, things that you, you're pretty much back work as much as back to you can be uh, with with the mm-hmm. current restrictions. Personally, you have a lot of shit going on. You know, I th- well, you announced it the past couple episodes back. You're gonna be a daddy, so we're mm-hmm. just waiting any minute now for for that uh, <laughs> that cork to pop. Well, <laughs> I wish I wish it was coming. I wish it was like the the actual date, but because the baby's head up and not you know the way that it's supposed to be, they're gonna in two days from this from recording this podcast, I'll have a kid. So so I'm so lazy with t- I take forever to actually put the episodes out. So by the time people are hearing this, you probably your baby will probably be born. But um, that's all good because like even like when when my daughter was like very, like she was. The, the doctor says she was sitting there like Buddha, sitting fa- feet down, head up, facing forward, which is not usually the, the way babies are supposed to be when they're born. But, you know, uh, good luck to you or whatever the case may be. I don't know what they say when it's the did, medical did, stuff. Uh, did they do that to uh, to Layla? Did they uh, do an inversion? Or? Uh, no, well, because with her it was a C-section. Because it, it's like, you know, oh, okay. it's one of those deals where like um, C-section, like once a woman gets a C-section, the, 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 there's like 99% every other kid after that. So her firstborn was a C-section. My daughter was a C-section. And the two kids after that were C-sections. Like, you know, so. And that Jesus. was, the, that's what fucking creeped me out was that um, I wasn't there in the room when my daughter was actually born. And I wanted to. They told me, they told me, oh, wait out here in the hallway. And I'm like, I want to get in there. And I go, like, oh. because I guess technically they had, sur- you know, like, they're, they're like, it's like they were doing the surgery. And so um, since, since it was like that, you know, they had me. And I'm like literally standing just outside the window behind the curtain. And I hear my daughter crying, and uh, then like the lady opens the curtain, and she, and then like they go, okay, now you can come into the room. But like, dude, when I walk into the room, there was like 
puddles of blood on the floor. Like it looked, it looked like a fucking scene out of Dexter. <laughs> Look like a fucking crime scene. Um, Jesus. Yeah, I didn't. You know, I thought. I don't know what the hell was going on, but there. I mean, I don't. I don't know if that's a usual thing. I mean, obviously, you know, survived and for that, you know, survived. Well, first of all, don't don't. I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast because she does. <laughs> My girlfriend, does, she's gonna be like, all right, I don't want to do this. Screw this. Well, I mean, like um, I but said, yeah, I she mean, had. She's... My daughter's mother had four kids with C-sections. You know, what I'm saying, and and, and you true. know, so you know, it's a and it and it's one of those deals. Like, and see, I could kind of relate when it comes to a C-section because you know they're cutting through. Uh, muscle and stuff like that to get to sides. And then with me, when I had my gastric bypass, they had to cut through my muscles. And the one thing about that is that, like, women who get C-sections, like, like you're very sensitive the next couple of days. You can't walk because once they, once they patch up the muscles, you know, but also on the good side is they keep you nice and up. <laughs> well, they give you all I, the I best think I, what we're trying, because, like, there's extra fluid in there, like, they're going to be able to turn him. Mm-hmm. So hopefully she can just do a natural birth, like, with the other two that she had, well, which aren't mine. But, um, yeah, hey, more power to yeah, I mean, I mean, if, if You know, I mean, the, the C-section is kind of cheating, but then again, you know, I can't say shit because I'm a dude. You know what I'm saying? If I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, whatever decision she wants to go with, she can go with. Wants to go with, hey, more power to her. And, uh, so yeah, yeah, I mean, just the, just, just the recovery times is not better. So you've had a lot of good things going on in your uh, me, I've been fucking <laughs> going, through, going through the fucking ringer. And that was part of the reason, like, usually I'm the one who calls you and I say, like, hey, can we record? And I've been having fucking crazy neighbor drama. Anybody who's been following, anyone who follows me on Facebook, I'm talking about it. Um, started, now I don't know if I, I, you know, from the last time we recorded, you know, I, I, you know, I moved into my apartment a little less than a year ago. And so my neighbor downstairs, in her apartment faces the front of the house. And there is parking for all four apartments in the back of the house. And so to get to uh, the street, from you know, the actual street to the parking lot, to the, the little area, parking area in the back of the house, there's a, there's a driveway that goes from, from the front to the back. So I guess, you know, I don't know if my neighbor must have got her tax return or whatever the case may be. You know, she was driving this little junky car. She gets this really nice GN. GNC, GMC, GMC, I said GNC, the fucking vitamin, a GMC truck. And it's one of those big fucking monstrosities. I mean, I don't know if the Navigator or whatever. I, I mean, I should know off the top of my head, but, you know, it's one of those big, ridiculous SUVs. And right. so I guess she felt like, you know, and now don't get me wrong. The driveway from the street to the back of my house is a narrow fucking driveway and, and everything like that. But, you know, she bought this, you know, why would you buy a fucking monstrosity if that's how things are going to be? But it got to the point where, all right, so she she buys this big fucking thing, and then she would park it right in the driveway. As in, like, as soon as you pull in off the street, she would park her car there. And it's frustrating because, you know, there was times where I needed to get my car out, and now I got to go and knock on her fucking door and say, you know, can you move your car so I can fucking leave? Uh, so one time, you know, she gets out, you know, I, I knock on the door. And she comes out and I'm like, you know, that's not a parking space, you know, and she just like stops and looks at me like like I'm the fucking ass. So, um, you know, it, it got frustrating after a while where, you know, uh, she kept, uh, you know, she leaves her car in the fucking driveway. All right. So on a totally separate, uh, a totally separate thing. And then it kills me is that sometimes sometimes a car, she does park it in the back. She doesn't always park it in the some, but I noticed, I think like her daughter or her sister or somebody else who lives in that apartment, um, drives a car. Whenever they drive it, they park it in the back. Nice. When she drives it, she leaves it out front because the fuck it all those her. So that being said on a totally separate uh, thing, 
one day she was parked in the back. I was parking. She's like, and she has like an outdoor cat. You know, some people they have like a cat and they have the cat roam the street. So she has a cat and then she, oh, hey, have, have you seen my cat? And, and it's a cute cat. And, you know, when we, whenever we come in and out of the apartment and see the cat, and my daughter, you know, my daughter being a, a kid, loves animals, you know, loves cats and should like play with it and pet with it. And, and so my neighbor goes, oh, have you seen my cat? I said, yeah, I saw it last night, you know, when we came in, yada, yada, yada. Oh, I haven't seen the cat for a while. So I'm sorry. I saw it last night, but I, you know. So one day, like at 10 o'clock at night, she fucking knocks on my door. Well, not, not excuse me. She rings my doorbell. I come downstairs and uh, luckily there's like a gate there. And she goes. I'm tired of fucking being nice to you. Where the fuck is my cat? And I'm, whoa. So she had it in her head that I was like taking her cat and like like holding her cat in my house. Purely based on the fact that she saw my daughter like petting the cat. So like I'm like this, you know, like, like, and I said, no, I don't fucking have a cat here. And so, uh, you know, and long story short, yes, I have a cat. I have my cat, <laughs> you know, which at one point was listeners, listeners of the show was once your cat. Uh, you know, I have I have my cat here. If you hear meowing or anything like that coming from my apartment, the cat that I for the past, you know, I got Ziggy from you what like two three years ago. So um, so she, you have my cat and all this other bullshit. Then what is it? Oh, then comes a time where she like, what was she's done? Okay, no, excuse me. So while she was downstairs and she's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my brother to kick your ass and I'm gonna break down your door and and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna get my cat and I'm like I don't. <laughs> fucking psycho i don't have your fucking cat so i call the cops because she threatened she threatened she threatened to break down my door and all. so uh so a couple days later i hear my doorknob fucking and i grab my baseball bat <laughs> and i answer the door and i'm like can i help you you have my cat in and she's standing up she's standing right in front of me and at that particular even though i had even though i had the bat in my head i even though i had the bat in my hand i said would you like to come in and check and see if i if your cat's in my apartment oh no no and storms downstairs and she goes, well, why do you have a, a cat bowl? And why do you have kitty litter? And I said, because you can see those from my door. And I said, because I have a cat. And I run and I go to grab my cat. <laughs> so my cat's freaking, scratching, going crazy. And I'm trying to follow this crazy fucking woman down to say, look, I have a fucking cat. So, uh, so then, you know, the funny thing is, I guess after that, since I met her at the door with a fucking baseball bat. Because once again, it's not like she knocked and she didn't ring my doorbell or anything. She was trying to open my door. And, and that's one thing people here in Rochester do that I'll never understand from New York City. is I lock my doors. I always lock my doors. Um, so, you know, had my door been unlocked, she would have just walked in my apartment. You know, and you know, <laughs> situations like that, you walk into someone's apartment, you get shot. That's that's on you. <laughs> you have no business going into someone's apartment. Yeah, exactly. So uh, and especially days after making the threat. And the whole thing is one of those deals where the cops are like, oh, we can't do anything. So, you know, it's, it's frustrating and shit like that. You know, then a couple days, a couple more days pass. Then she calls the cop like she's standing at the bottom of my stairs because I guess she must have she must have woke up when she saw when I answered the door with my baseball bat. Now she's standing at the foot of my stairs, but screaming up the upstairs, you have my cat up there. You have my cat up there. She calls the cops and the cops show up. And I'm like, so I told the cops, please feel, come to my house. Yes, yes, I have a cat here. My cat, all white. Her cat is this you know, gray striped. Uh, and so, um, you know, and the, the cop goes, you know, looks under my bed, look at my closets, you know, you know, feel, feel, I, you know, I want you to look through my house. <laughs> feel free. You know, I don't have any fucking drugs up here or anything like that. But feel free to fucking, you know, I'm just saying some people don't like cops in their house. I'm, I'm big. I'll have 50 fucking cops in my house. So, um, so I, you know, and then they try to, they try to tell her. So then the other day, and you know, I, I live in a bad neighborhood <laughs> and I had mentioned that, you know, there's these drug dealers that kind of hang out. They, they, they're based out of cross the street, but they kind of hang out in front of my house. I have like a ghetto security around my house. Um, 
And so because of her car issue, the issue with the car, I've, I've stopped parking behind my house. But there is property next to my house. It's totally empty. So I drive on that. I drive on a fucking, I'm totally trespassing my car on somebody else's property. So I can have a place to park my car. But it's like 10 feet away from where I used to park. So it's not like a big fucking thing. I can see the car from my window in case I was to fuck. Because I was always worried that she was going to fuck with my car. I always kind of have that kind of, you know, she's mad at me. Or she's fucking fiddling with my doorknobs. She's probably going to my car. Um, so I, I parked the car, you know. So since, since all this shit happened, I parked in a property next to me. Which, you know, it makes me feel like an asshole. But then again, you know, I don't I don't want to fucking deal with her. I don't want to see her face. I don't want to deal with this sh- Okay, so the other day there was a shooting in front of my house. And I don't know all the exact details, but it was on the news. I posted a link to it on, on my... Where... And here's where the facts will probably get a little fudged because I don't know exactly what... I don't know if a guy got hit by a car and the guy who got hit started shooting or a guy hit somebody with the car and also started shooting. <laughs> I don't know. I have a feeling, I think the logic goes more towards a guy got hit by a car, like a car was driving and a guy kind of got hit, and but the guy who got hit was still cognizant enough and angry enough by getting hit by the car to start shooting. You know, because once again, it's a, you know, there's cars that always slow down from my house because they're meeting the drug dealers to get their drugs. So, uh, um, there's some shooting and bullet goes into this neighbor's apartment because once again she's she's down in the front so she you know within the path of fire or whatever uh, a bullet goes into her apartment and so and the whole thing is like my you know i i heard the gunshots at that particular this is like 4 30 in the afternoon um i'm laying in my bed i'm kind of just whatever i hear the shots my daughter comes into the room stay away from the windows <laughs> but the way my apartment set up is sort of if there was a bullet a bullet would have to go through like two different walls to get house not to mention that i'm upstairs so uh so the cops come and they tape off the area and they're doing a whole investigation and they're searching the floor for casings and all the street for cases. And so the do- you know the cop comes to my door and, and you know asking questions. Do I have anything? Do I have any cameras? And at the time I was like, nope. My w- if I had anything, I would give it to you in a heartbeat. I don't have no idea what's going on. And they were like, oh, a bullet went to downstairs into his apartment. And for a split second, I was like, please tell me it fucking. <laughs> please tell me my neighbor got hit please. And, and but apparently, luckily, I mean not luck. Luckily for her, she didn't get shot. You know, but let me tell you, part of me, but it's also like, you know, that that's karma for all the fucking shit and, and, and drama that she's given me for no fucking reason, purely based on a, on a bullshit idea that my, we stole her cat because my daughter petting a cat in the fucking, um, for all that drama. And then the funny thing is that for a while after the shooting, she kept parking a car in the back because now if, if someone was, like if someone was bucking shots in front of the house, you know, her big luxurious, uh, giant SUV could have also parked also. So she was parking in, but now she's back to parking in the front. Attitude comes back. But once again, I don't fucking deal with her. I don't see her. But you know, just when you have drama like that, almost coming trying to get into your fight, like, you know, you, you, that's like part of the reason we didn't record. Because so fucking stressed out by this obvious fucking crazy. And I'm wondering, like, part of me is like, maybe she's been starting sh- fake shit about the cat, so like she could justify parking in the front. Like, instead of, like, oh, I think I'm the fucking hot shit of the fucking planet and I could do whatever the fuck I want with my car, like, I'll instigate a fight over something that doesn't exist, like a cat, so I don't have to, so I could park on the front and feel better about me. You know, like, women do crazy shit. Women are, you know, they'll start one fight because they're mad about something. I don't know. The fucking nut job. Uh, luckily, I, I haven't had to deal with that. I park on the side. I can see my car from my window. It's not like it's a big fucking change from shit like that. So, you know, it, it, the neighbor's shit has been stressing me out. So I got the whole long story, story time with Chris on the podcast and at the beginning of the episode. But that's, yeah, that last, that kind of stressed me out last month. So we that's why we were, you know, I'm dealing with a fucking crazy woman. An entitled. Okay, yeah. And it's funny because Darrell, uh, Darrell called her a Karen, which is like, the Karen's are usually white. <laughs> this is a black Karen. Speaking of that, actually, the name, uh, a lot of people that are having babies have, like, uh, I guess the name Karen has gone down substantially oh, yeah, like, since yeah. 
it's dropped incredibly in the past couple of years. Wants to yeah. With that. And the funny thing is that like the two big ones were Karen and Becky. Uh, you know, like barbecue yeah. Becky. And uh, you know, and I know a Karen and I know a Becky. And sometimes like I post stuff on Facebook and if I say Karen or Becky, like, I feel bad. I'm like, I'm not talking about you guys. So, but I think you know, it's it's gotten so into the public knowledge. People are, uh, you know, it's not like you're offended if your name happens to. Be. Oh, okay. One last tiny bit about this whole situation. So my landlord. My my landlord, who's trying to sell the apartment, mind you, they've they've had we've had people walk through my apartment, you know, potential buyers and like that. So my landlord has really done nothing for the situation, you know, for a car that's parked illegally in the driveway, blocking for all the other residents like that. Oh, and oh my God, <laughs> oh I, I forgot about this story. How uh, my downstairs neighbor, uh, his girlfriend, uh, parked her car in the back and. So she had confronted the woman downstairs about parking, and the girlfriend had made a threat. Um, I, you know, I I I'm a member of AAA, and I'm gonna have a AAA uh, tow truck come and take, tow your truck out of the area. And when that happened, the a sister or daughter or somebody related to the woman, not the actual neighbor herself, like assaulted my my neighbor's girlfriend in the driveway. When that happened, because, of course, wow. you know, with all these people yelling and screaming, I can't help but hear what the fuck's <laughs> I can't help but hear and notice what the hell's going on. So uh, so they assaulted my, my neighbor's girlfriend. And and so my landlord goes, oh, uh, well, you know, uh, you, you have your now, mind you, they haven't done anything for her. For, they haven't done anything for me because they should have with a car that's parked illegally. They should have a tow truck come and fucking take it out of the way. But, you know, you get, you know, I'll give you three warnings. I'll, I'll send you letters in the mail and shit like that. And then, you know, after, after the fifth or sixth, you know, you give the people like, you know, more than three strikes of strike, you know, and after the third or fourth strike, you know, now you're out and then you actually get a car to tow their shit. Um, so the landlord goes, Oh, well, I mean, you have your, you have your lease there, but you could break your lease if you go to one of our other apartments. <laughs> and so I go, okay. And, you know, and, and my landlord's one of those places that they actually have like a, a website and other listings. So I look at the listings and like the next apartment up, like, you know, like no apartment is as cheap as what I got. And, I, and there's a reason why my apartment's cheap because it's in the middle of the fucking ghetto where people, uh, people shoot each other <laughs> for getting hit by cars and, and, and other people think the world fucking owes them and they park in the driveway. But then like the next apartment up is like $325 more than what I'm paying right now. And you would think for the fucking like inconvenience, mm-hmm. like if you're not, you're not doing a fucking job as a landlord by putting your fucking tenant in check. You know, how about you let me move to the nicer apartment <laughs> and let me pay my current rate? You know, that, that that's 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 how you really justify and rectify. You know, if I'm paying $300 cheaper than what they're expecting, then they'll guarantee to start motivated to start towing this bitch. And so, you know, it's like, you know, so I'm, right now, I'm, everything's still up in the air, in the air exactly what I'm going to do. Um, you know, the landlord, you know, my neighbor hasn't bothered me in a couple, you know, it's been a while. She's bothered me and she, you know, I, I avoid her. So everything's still up in the air. I'm, I'm probably going to move. I just don't know where I'm still looking and shit like that. You know, a lot, nobody in all the places in Rochester, I can't find a place that's cheap living now. And I'm still technically on furlough. You know, that's, that's, you know, maybe when I get back to work. That's part I'll, of the problem. You know, and, yeah. and, and when I do go back to, I'm going to have to, you know, I have to scale up because, you know, my job, I don't want to say stressful, but, you know, my job had a lot of fuck. My job is detail oriented. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have to get back, you know, it's like, like learn, you know, I have to relearn how to ride a bike. You know, I have to, I have to get back on the, on the, on the bike and, you know, forget, I forgot what the fucking pedals do. Hey. I forgot what the brakes do. You know? So, I mean, I'm almost a month back into my job and I'm still like remembering things. Yeah. So, you know, and so like, I mean, you know, I'm not going to be making the money immediately that I was making, yeah. you know, and so before, yeah, you know, so I kind of, you know, I have to work my way up to. And the whole thing is, you know, and once and it's a situation like this where times like I I wish I had a significant other 
you know, I mean, the past, and you know, in the past year, I've become a single dad. I'm not getting any fucking child support. No one's, <laughs> no one's throwing me a bone. I'm not getting anything from the fucking state or anything like that. I got, I, I got, well, I got medic, I got Medicaid. You know, okay. That's, I mean, the good, know. the good thing is, the good thing, Chris, is you, you actually can claim your your daughter, which obviously I don't mean that in, in a negative way. Well, but no, yeah, for taxes, yeah, t- yeah. So I got, yeah, I got. I and my and daughter. on top of that, and on top of that, you may actually get some of the stimulus money once you file your taxes too, because. Uh, Layla, she died when? Uh, June. In a couple weeks. In about two weeks, it'll be so, exactly. So it's been a year. So I mean, did you claim your daughter last year? No, that well, was the whole no. For all those years, her mom, her mom claimed her. So uh, this will be the first, and I have claimed her, and I got, I got. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know. That, well, now you can. Claim. Yeah, I've claimed her, and then yeah, there are the uh, the stimulus boosts that, which is funny because the stimulus boost happens to be just about three hundred dollars. But I mean, you know, for, for only a couple of months or you know a couple payments, <laughs> but. Well, like, for example, with with me, when I have my kid, like, there's, I think it's starting mid-June mm-hmm. to have a stimulus going, and, like, being that my kid is born in June, like, once we file in next year, like, he's going to be, like, like we're probably going to get some of that stimulus, me, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. So... You know, I mean, it's it's uh it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, but, but I'm saying I don't I don't get food stamps. I mean, based on what I used to make and shit like that, I don't get food stamps. I don't get any public assistance. I just get Medicaid. Yeah, which you know, of course, is great. For, you know, great. You know, because I don't have to worry. At least that's one thing I don't have to worry about right now is getting sick or anything like that, like be covered. But you know, I don't. Right now, I'm on furlough and I don't get a dime from anybody. So yeah. you know, uh, you know, moving right now isn't exactly, you know. <laughs> You know, I can't exactly uh, just pick up and go. I don't kind of luxury. That's, you know, it is what it is. I'll be all right. Well, I mean, you're going to have to do something at some point, probably. And honestly, like, it's probably better that you just do it now and get it done. But it's so. like I'm looking for a place, you know. And even, like, at least that the next place I seriously considered is in a nice area. I know that area. I used to, when I first moved to, not when I first moved to Rock, you know, I, I lived I lived two blocks down you know, and and it's close. You you know the area. I kind of mentioned it for the podcast. You know that area. That area is quiet as fuck. You know, but I'm but you you pay for that luxury. You pay an extra three hundred. You pay an extra three hundred twenty five dollars a month because you're living where you're not living. You know, fucking where neighbors fucking take advantage of. And she's lucky I'm a fucking nice guy because you know any other fucking person would have slashed her tires and broke her fucking windows by now. But I try not. I'm not. Or maybe you should have done that. Honestly. Yeah. But you know, I'm the I'm the single fucking caretaker of my. I can't fucking go into jail. So. I just say, but and like I said, you you pay for that luxury. I mean, that's why people live in nice. That's why people live in gated community. You pay more because you can get away from fucking people who have nothing else in their lives going on. You know the value of their fuck. <laughs> so it is what it is. And uh, you know, on 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 brighter news, on 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 nicer news, my birthday is right around the corner, as is yours, if I'm not mistaken. My, you know, but I, I but you know what it's like. I don't have any fucking plans. My birthday's on Monday. Like who the fuck, you know? I mean, I guess I could maybe hang out the weekend, but. Nobody does anything yeah, on sorry, a fucking Chris, Monday. Yeah, sorry, Chris. I'm gonna be a little busy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, if, I could probably do something this weekend, but I mean, I don't know what it is. Like last year, you had a reason. Like, okay, last year, fucking you know, the world was shut down. This year, you know, and two years ago is when I had that big party. You know, I had the, you know, and then the funny thing is that you know my favorite bar was you know where I had the, my party at. They're closed on Monday, so I can't even I can't even go to my favorite bar. Not to mention I don't even have a babysitter or anything yet. But I'm saying even if I do find a babysitter, my favorite bar is closed. There really isn't anything to do. You know, there's no concerts or anything. I mean, there's concerts. I mean, they're, they, yes, they're advertising concerts or stuff, you know, four or five months out. You know, there, there's, there is things that I do want to go to. You know, Slipknot's playing Darien Lake. There's a comedian, Tom Segura. He's playing Atlantic City. 
But I mean, that's like, you know, both of those shows are like in September and October. Like, nobody's playing. Oh, nobody's fucking playing. Not in fucking Rochester. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm glad, you know, I'm, I'll hit well, the, I hit the big 4-4. Four, four. There's a, you know, that they, that birth, you know, there's no big significance to the 40, 44th birthday, but, you know. Uh, Jesus Christ, dude, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, things are changing. I mean, th- that's kind of what I have in my notes, you know, the thing restrictions. It's weird now to go, to go into stores now where. Like some stores, they want you know the sign. If I I'm I've gotten to the point where like I just where I keep wearing my mask because I just don't want to deal with. So, but I mean I've walked into stores where like I'll look and there's no sign on the door saying you must wear a mask. You know. Well, so like my place, and I think this is a lot of places. Basically, um, like if you're vaccinated, you mm-hmm. can you don't have to have a mask on. Which you know anybody who's anybody who's anymore. still not vaccinated by now. Is and the whole thing okay? Like right by my house, they had set up the. Uh, it was a FEMA vaccination place. It was you know it was literally called you know FEMA. It was the army. They had the big like temporary buildings that looked like fucking tents and shit like that. It looked like army barracks. They all set up. That place is gone now. So like like it's not. I don't want to say it's not an emergency, but what I'm saying is if you've gone this far without getting your vaccine, there's something fucking wrong with you. Because you can go anywhere and game for totally fucking free. Fucking CVS, Rite Aid, fucking like I said, dude. You know. Yeah. I went to I went to um, oh god um Walgreens and yeah. got it for free. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is anybody who hasn't been vaccinated, like, because I know, like, he's, like you say, okay, if you're if you're vaccinated, the sign says if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Well, there's people out there now who aren't vaccinated, and the reason they're not vaccinated is for a reason. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anybody who's walking around not vaccinated after fucking three two three months of uh, months of, of pure like come on down get your fucking free shot there's yeah. something wrong with them i yeah. mean <laughs> i'm gonna be honest with you like i so starting starting friday some of the employees can actually not have to wear a mask and well basically you have to be vaccinated don't want to wear a mask yeah. um and yeah, you have to show proof yeah. unlike <laughs> uh, unlike us asking customers you know what i mean so yeah. um Basically, like, I've been thinking about it and like, you know, I, even though I'm vaccinated, I don't, I've gone like a whole year over and it's, it's over a year at this point without getting sick, severely sick. Mm-hmm. Now I've been pumped full of two vaccines, the flu <laughs> shot and Corona and the, and you know, the, the coronavirus uh, vaccine. So, mm. you know, I, I'm, I feel like I'm supercharged at the point. I don't feel like it sometimes, but, um, it's. I don't know, dude. I just I don't feel I don't feel comfortable yet, especially like and this is what I really wanted to talk about was how quickly these seniors like the minute that the CDC was like, oh, yeah, if you're vaccinated, you take your, your masks off. It's like it's like they literally took their masks off and went, OK, I'm good. I can go. I can walk around now. <laughs> like you're the most vulnerable population to get sick and you fucking are walking around without a mask. on. like I'm sitting here going. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I have people that walk in the movie theater and they find out that they don't need to have a mask on because they have a vaccination. They're like, oh, take my mask. Oh, my God. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the, um, I'm on the fence of whether or not to, like, wear a mask. So, like, if, if I'm in the back with the employees, like, I may not wear a mask, mm-hmm. especially if, if they're vaccinated. But, like if I'm out in on out in the lobby with customers and that I, I'm I'm not I don't know if I'm really ready for that yeah. I'm definitely not ready to go into a restaurant or like Wegmans or something like that and fucking you know take my mask off I'm I'm not ready for that because I don't trust people and especially that like 
let's be real here. Like like you're where you work, it's it, it's a suburban area, and suburban areas yeah. tend to have more Trump supporters. Well, no, no, no. That's that's not that's not. It, it's really nicer true. than the city. <laughs> where you well, work. I mean, yeah, but you got to understand. Like we're getting we're getting more of a flow from the city than we are from the suburbs. So I'm just saying, it's like I, I mean, you can't really say. It. But yeah, I know I'm just saying, saying is that you know like I don't because anybody who anybody who hasn't got a vaccine is either like the diehard Trump supporter type that like, uh, you know I'm never gonna get the vaccine because you know they put microchips in you they're a fucking psycho they're maybe they're you know I, I'm I I do wonder about like uh like people who have like warrants to go to jail and shit like that but like I'm such a yeah. like I would just fucking lie I was John Smith I'm fucking you know like I'm coming like you know do you have your ID I don't have my fucking ID but I want my fucking shot <laughs> you know I mean I'm just saying is that well I, like you know there's there's people obviously there's people who want to avoid the, the law but because they have warrants for their arrest and shit like that so they're not gonna you're not gonna go into a registry and say yes my name is Mike Smith and knowing that there's a fucking knowing that there's a warrant for a Mike Smith I'm just I'm wondering I'm pretty sure there's people who avoided getting the shots for that there's the people who are like oh it's a big conspiracy there's the people like oh the the you know oh it's not that bad or whatever and I don't want to be around those people and I don't trust those people and those are the exact people who would walk into a place and go oh I'm good I'm just as good as being vaccinated I like I can't fucking trust those people <laughs> you know what I'm they've obviously yeah, made mean, bad fucking I mean, decisions in their life you know they just supported I mean, Trump they obviously you. they're they're <laughs> Their decision making, uh, their decision making right. skills are are not exactly at their peak, and you know I I'm gonna wear my mask because I can't trust someone like that. If you put yeah, your fucking safety exactly. over everybody else's, like you put your convenience over other people's safety, I I obviously I literally can't trust. <laughs> well, so I mean I, I'm I'm of the belief. So I don't know if you said things that I've said on on Twitter, but like if I go to a con now, mm-hmm. I'm actually probably gonna wear a mask. Makes sense. Just because. I mean, you you know. I mean, you've been to cons. I mean, every time that, like, I, when we went to New York, the New York Comic Con together, I had con crud before I even walked in the door. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like I might as well just fucking wear a mask, and that way I feel good for the the the, the whole week, and I can enjoy it. I'm not gonna be like dragging myself. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, I, I, like like a convention, I probably will wear a mask. I'll probably have like a tsunami faithful whatever mask, but you know, got got to rep the brand somehow. Sure, absolutely. Um, and then like you know, even like during the winter time when like there's people coming in and the flu is rampant, I may, I mean, I may, I probably won't have be able to wear it at work, but I may still wear a mask then too because you know, I'll be honest with you, like I see a lot of people around here, even though the mask mandate's gone. Like mm-hmm. I see a lot of people around here still wearing masks, which is a good thing, yeah. you know. So it's it's I, I like the fact that there's people here in Rochester still doing it. I mean, I just looked at the the uh, the Monroe County map um, that maps the COVID stuff, and like we're at 58% have one shot, and I think it's just over. I want to say it's like um, maybe 52% have both shots. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's that's pretty good. I mean, New York State apparently is at 70%, so yeah, it's that, going to be at 70%, and they lift everything. Yeah, the numbers so, are dropping. The numbers are certainly going in the right direction. But it's just, you know, there's these people right. who, who are just persistent in their beliefs, and, you know, these are the people that can't be fucking trusted. And 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 and, and, yeah. you know, and, let me t- and I know this sounds weird. I like wearing a fucking mask in public. I like I, – and I might – okay, what I'm wearing, I'm not wearing an M95. I, not that I'm not. I don't have no. – I don't have them. I wear – and and this is what I wear. I have it's originally a thing where it's like a it's a head sock. It's one of those deals where like it has the eyes cut out 
and 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 now of course I don't wear you know I'm not walking around like I'm fucking a ninja I'm not snake eyes or anything like that um I I take the eye I, I take the eye part and I put it back around my head so it's it's like mm. a it's like a lycra it's like a lycra thing that goes around mask. Now I understand the argument. A lot of people say, a lot of people who are anti-mask, whatever, would say you're wearing that lycra thing. It's like nothing, and it's not nothing. Something's better than something. Something is better than nothing. And so you know, I wear this right. lycra thing. I like I like walking into a store where someone can't see my. Face. I like I, I kind of like the anonymity. You know, when you walk into yeah. no, you know. As much as I'm Mr. fucking left wing and left wing politics, you know, the one place I go to all the time, and that's only because money's an issue, I do go to Walmart. That's the one place that I, I should avoid Walmart like I should avoid Walmart like plague. But, you know, I don't use Amazon. I, I, I don't use other websites that are fucking totally evil. But the one evil place that I do spend my money is at Walmart. And when you walk into a Walmart, like there are so many there's a million fucking cameras. In, and it's funny when you sometimes you'll see the cameras that like. You know, there's they have cameras like follow your hands, like not I'm gonna call it follow your hands. Excuse me. Like when you see the like the the thing where you like you look at the picture and like the boxes track your face and shit like that. So they have yeah. cameras, you know, like they have that are that have that extra layer of like really looking at what you're doing as opposed to just cameras being there to like if someone will see it. But you know, they kind of you know they have and I you know and quite frankly I don't like the idea of me walking to a place and then like. Uh, you know, I, I'm walking. Now, of course, yes, I'm walking around with a cell phone in my pocket. That's just as bad. <laughs> I'm giving away my location. Uh, I, I use my debit card when I pay for my food. So there's a there's another fucking thing there letting the world know exactly where I am, the moment I am. And, and actually what the fuck I bought, too, because it's it's really fucking creepy. I, I, I bought some online. And then like I made a purchase, then I made like a regular purchase. And so then I looked up what I I was looking up what I bought the day later, and I was signed into my website. It was like, the website said, as you had purchased in the past. So the website's keeping fucking track of what you're buying. It, you know, I can understand them keeping the shit that I ordered online because I ordered something online. But this is the thing I bought in the store. But since I was signed into account, I was just looking it up. I just wanted to double check the price. And then it said, as you know, the website, as you have ordered in the past, motherfucker. <laughs> so, yes, mm-hmm. I do understand tracked 50 different ways here to Sunday. But I like the idea, comfortable with the idea of me walking to with my face covered. I don't like people seeing my face. And and so I'm going to continue to wear a fucking mask. I, 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 like, I like that weird sort of anonymity. You know, I mean, we, I, we give up away. We already give away so much of our shit. Just doing this podcast, I give away a lot of my fucking privacy. I understand that. But, you know, if I could put an extra layer of fucking side where I wear a lycra thing around my fucking mouth and shit, man, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly fighting it. You know, there's people, no, oh, you can't fucking breathe in it. Well, through my life, I could breathe fucking perfect. <laughs> I don't know. So, no, uh, I'm just, I'm just of the belief that, you know, until like, until the whole country's like 70%, I'm not really like a fan of just, I don't know, I'm not even a fan of if somebody just gets the first shot. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm, I'm not a fan until like 70% of the country has two shots and fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm just very weird right now. And I'll be honest with you, like 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 I was saying, like in the wintertime, mm-hmm. I mean I may just still wear a mask. Like And, and let me tell you, I'm know. always gonna keep I'm always gonna keep masks in my car. I got masks in my yeah. car, I got I got masks in my I got don't get me wrong, I got used and you know, not used, you know, I got ones that okay, they've been like I said, the lycra thing, I will there I'll wear that for a while before I wash it, which is sort of my you know, I should not do that. But like yeah. you know, I keep bandanas in my car. I, I think the rest of my life I'm gonna keep something that can be the mask, especially in my car, because that's a place where, you know, like, you know, you have it, you know, when you leave it, you leave it in your glove box, you're always going to have it. 
So uh, yeah, I you know I mean I just I, I <laughs> call me damaged by the year twenty twenty, but you know thirty years yeah, from now if I mean, I'm still I, alive. <laughs> I just I just think that you know because of how like for example like you know Torcon for example which is the, that the small con here in Rochester that's at RIT like. I mean, I may not wear a mask to that one. There's not as many people, but like a huge con, like Momocon or New York City Comic Con or whatever. Like, you know, I, I'm just I'm of the belief that hey, if it, if it worked for a year, I might as well do it and stay healthy. Yeah. I mean, don't the, get me the wrong. Flu numbers, the flu numbers, the flu numbers were ridiculously low this year. Flu dropped. There like was crazy. virtually. Yeah, there was. I mean, it was virtually like not even there at this point. You know, and, and it's you know. So I mean, you know, if we now, of course, you know, there's going to be variants, and there's going to be, and 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 there's still going to be flu shots and stuff like that. But you know, if you can tell me that this little extra step will keep you from fucking getting that, you know, when you get the real flu, the one that knocks you on your ass for a couple of days or sometimes even longer. Um, if you're going to tell me that wearing the mask could help me from from not getting the flu also, fuck that, you know. And we've all, I think luckily, I think one thing that even even though people don't wear masks, people have gotten into a good habit of washing and stuff like that. I certainly, and you know, I certainly wash my hands more. Um, I keep hand sanitizer in my car the second I get in my car. Like, that's like, that's part of my routine. As soon as I sit down and I close my door... Like I put hand sanitizer on, especially like if, especially if I'm getting in my car from like wherever I was, maybe not when I'm leaving my apartment, but like as soon as I get in my car Dude. from wherever I was, I put hand sanitizer. So like we're, we're, we've sort of been, we've sort of over the past have learned good habits. So, you know, if you could tell me yeah. that that's going to avoid me getting the fucking flu and being knocked on my ass, <laughs> I'm getting a few more than well, happy I always, live that way. I, I laugh like when, when people say like, oh, nobody's going to shake hands anymore. Like, dude, I've started shaking hands again. Like these habits are gonna come back. I mean, it's not like we're, you know, in a in like we've gone to the dark ages and we can't touch each other or whatever. But it's at, at the same time, like, am I gonna go out to things anymore? I mean, uh, you know, my well, my you girlfriend. Don't any, knows, like, you don't, I don't go out any. You still owe me a fucking beer from two sets of birthdays ago. That's true. That is true. That is true. Like, and I we're quote unquote friends. <laughs> no, we're well, strangers. I mean, I mean, no, listen, <laughs> listen. Like, I mean, I mean, obviously, like, I wasn't really, like, a big going out kind of person. You know that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, it's even it's even more now. Like, I mean, yeah, I would go to restaurants without even, you know, batting an eye. Now it's kind of like, like, we were going, we would go to the, there's a Chinese buffet out here where we live. And, like, we would go there because there was virtually nobody in there. And, like, it would be nice because you could eat and you didn't feel like, Oh, I'm gonna have like all these people around us, and we're gonna have to put like <laughs> wrapping paper around us so we don't have to like you know worry about places. Like you know, one place I drive, there's like a bar I drive by, um, and you, you I, I'm sure you know which one I'm talking about, Chris. I talk about it all the time on Facebook. Like literally, dude. Even during COVID, this place was packed, and I'm mm -hmm. sitting there like. There's, first of all, there was no way when it was 50%, it was 80%. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there going, and I'm like, I'm looking at looking at my girlfriend, I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm like, mm -hmm. That's why I don't want to go to a restaurant, because I don't want to fucking deal with all these stupid-ass people. Like, you know, and it, it's been interesting, like, with my job, because one of the things, like, for example, if somebody comes in, thankfully nobody's, this hasn't happened. I mean, I'm sure if it was wintertime, it would happen. But, like, if somebody was coming in and having coughing fits, mm -hmm. I probably would have to go to them and be like, you need to go. <laughs> like you can't stay here because you're not feeling good because if somebody's having a coughing fit in theater do you think that those people in that theater are going to stay and watch the movie no yeah. they're going to go especially with covid now so 
you know, uh, it's 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 going to be an interesting time to see, like, especially in the winter time, to see like how people react to things like that because they may tell us to still be like, yeah, if you hear somebody coughing, you may want to say to them, hey, are you are you good? Like, because if you're going to have coughing fits, we'll get you some, we'll get you a refund and let you be on your way. You know, yeah. it may be like that. It may actually be like that. And I mean, the movie industry like has is coming back. I mean, I can I can see it myself. So it's it's I don't think COVID kind of destroyed everything. I actually think COVID help will help us in the long run because people don't want to be home. People fucking like I, I've heard actual people like I heard a couple people today that are like, dude, I'm sick and tired of being in front of my TV at home watching Netflix and, you know, just being at home. I, I want to be out and like, watching a movie in a theater or something or doing something. And I'm like, I like what I hear. here. <laughs> and it's also funny because like, you know, we were talking about this off the podcast. It's funny because you don't have anybody. You would think that you would think that, like, for example, like The Conjuring, just, mm-hmm. you know, that's free on HBO Max. You have HBO Max. But here's the thing. These movies, even though they're out there on, on you know, online, they're doing about they're doing like really good for their like coming out. So it's like, yeah, they're doing decent business you know, for like, yeah, when there are people who yeah. just said it. you could you do have the option of just watching it at home. Yeah, of course you I have think to pay in for the some service. Ways they're doing they're doing more than decent, Chris. Like they're they're doing enough business where you sit there and you go, huh? Maybe this streaming thing isn't going to hurt. Them. Yeah, because... I mean, there's there it is the experience. Going to the theater is an experience. It's it's the whole you know you go into the theater and it's 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 it, it, it. I mean, it's there's part of the reminiscent just from childhood well, and the smell of the popcorn and the theater and it's sort of like this community experience. I mean, you know, it is you know I, it's not like you know. You know, I don't, yes, I don't go on. I, I don't think. Yeah, sorry. No, you're good. I, I just I don't think it's I don't think it's the experience. I, I think it's more like like I was saying that they want to get out. But also, like, you know, we were talking also about, like, for example, like Cruella's out. It's been out for two weeks now. I've heard and I'm sure you've heard the same thing from several people like they have Disney Plus, And yes, they could pay thirty dollars to see like a Cruella or Rhea when there was when it was on premium for like that. But like me, and I've heard this several times, like people are like, fuck that. I'm not going to pay $30. It's going to be free in like three or four months. Yeah. Why would I pay that? By the way, I can go to the theater and it's cheaper. Yeah, because like, if you're going to go I see mean, it on a date, buying... like if you're on a date, yeah, why pay $30 to see it in the house when two, one, you're on a date. <laughs> it's cheap. You sound like a real cheap fuck and be like, hey, let's go watch it. Let's watch Cruella to my house. But I'm saying like, you know, even if you go and you buy, you know, the $30, if you spend $30, that's the two tickets and popcorn and soda and shit like that for $30. As opposed to $30 where you're sitting in the house and. You know, so, you know, you're you're sort of, you you know, you're the two kind of balance out. I mean, now of course, if you have four kids and <laughs> shit like that, maybe cheaper to watch it at home on a premium, 30 bucks, so you don't have to pay for all the fucking little brats. Oh. But, you know, <laughs> if you're going I mean, on a date, it is literally cheaper. I mean, it's like like the, the, the example I was making for you, like the theaters out here have discounted on Tuesday. So you take your family, let's say you have five five people all together in your family, you take five people to, to the movies you're spending what? Like, let's say five, let, let's just round it off in six. Six times five is $30. So you're paying exactly the same amount of money as if you were watching it on Disney+. Plus. Like, to me, that just makes sense to go to the theater and get the experience. You know what I mean? So it's, I, I think it's just one of those things where people are kind of just, 
you know, realizing on top of the fact that they're now realizing that my theater is actually open, <laughs> which I keep getting, I, I keep getting people. It's, it's getting really annoying, like to the point where I'm sitting there going, like, can can we advertise? <laughs> I know we don't have any money, but can we advertise because people still don't know we're open. Like, it, it's to that point, Chris. It's really to that point where I'm just like sitting there going, wow, people don't even know they were open. And the, and the the great thing though is people are like, oh, now I don't have to go to insert competitor like <laughs> i'm like i'm like that's fine come on in we'll take care of you yeah <laughs> i mean dude I've, I've been like even like one thing too that i've seen like when people buy tickets online mm-hmm. or yeah i i would say like when people buy tickets online they're more they're buying more concession it's the weirdest thing i've ever seen like people are like oh well i don't have to wait in line so i'm gonna buy concessions i'm like okay <laughs> so it's like it's just this very it's it, this new covid thing going on it's just so weird to see you know so yeah i don't know and i think well you know also like I, the numbers i think well one i mean to ask them to advertise after a year of eating shit i mean they may not have the money to end <laughs> a budget to advertise um but it's also like in this summer like it's not officially summer yet i mean i know technically i mean okay it's after memorial day and whatever but the kids right. at least by us kids are still in school like it's not summer until the kids are out of school. Like in another week or two, you know, then you guys are gonna be fucking rock and rolling because then it's gonna flex. Like oh yeah, the kids yeah, are sitting yeah, at home yeah. all day I and think... the parents are like, hey, we gotta fucking do something. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna kill this little. Shit. <laughs> I, I I think I think it's I think that's gonna kind of be where we see because I mean, excuse me, you like I was saying to you, so Fast and the Furious comes out June 25th, I think is that Friday. You go two weeks after that is Black Widow, and then I think there's a couple in July that are big too. Um, and I think the new Suicide Squad's in August, if I remember. And I think there might be a couple sprinkled in August. And then there's those movies that got moved back that are sprinkled throughout September, October, November, and even in December. And I'm just sitting here going, wow, this is going to be an interesting like end of the year kind of thing going on. And then even next year, there's a lot of big blockbusters here. So it's like, huh, okay, maybe we're just going to ramp up from here and see what happens. Because, you know... Yeah, people may go to insert competitor, but they like if they like a certain theater, they're gonna go to that theater. Yeah, you know, and and you know, so it's it's just gonna be really interesting to see like how how busy the movie theater, movie industry is gonna be, especially once we get past Black Widow, because I I, I think Black Widow is gonna do risks. Yeah, because a lot of people have been waiting for that. So, and I think just this. Just the summer in general. I think I'm gonna tell you, if I watch, they're gonna say COVID numbers go. The STD numbers are probably gonna shoot through the fucking roof this summer. <laughs> I think everybody's everybody's been cooped up. Everyone, you know, as soon as the like these restrictions are slowly dropping, people are gonna people are gonna you lose know, their fucking minds. This they're gonna go out and party and. <laughs> it's, gonna it's, be... it's really funny. It's really funny because I, I I've seen some articles where they're talking about how oh there wasn't a lot of people didn't get pregnant during COVID and I'm sitting there and I'm seeing I'm looking through my Facebook. You know, I'll go through, you know, Wegmans, for example, because you notice that more when, when you're going through the experience yourself, mm-hmm. like, and you're sitting there and you're going, are you sure about that? Because here I, I'm seeing a lot of people that I know and here in Rochester that are, I see a lot of women that are pregnant, dude, like, and I'm like sitting here going, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, what else are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, you know, it, it's. I don't know. It, it's been a very this last year has been a very interesting year. And I'm just I'm just glad to be back to work because I'm just I, I just can't sit at home, dude. Like that's I mean I painted this whole I painted all the rooms pretty much in the first 
on the first floor of her house because they number one they needed to be painted but also number two like i had nothing else to do like literally i mean the only two things i didn't do was the kitchen and the bathrooms they're going to get remodeled at some point and so we can sell this house eventually so it's just like you know what i mean like i i don't, I don't know man like it's just it's crazy I mean, hey, I mean, who knows? You may get to a point where you're like, I need a house. And at that same point, I may be like, well, we're buying a new house. So why don't you buy this house? <laughs> yeah. Oh, work gets back to work. gets back in full swing. Um, so yeah. uh, I think with that, we should uh, take our break right now. And we'll be back with more dick and fart jokes. This episode of Two Strangers, One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc., 1115 East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building, door number 8. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc1. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Oh, necrophilia. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of it. unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this movie. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept Little history up. doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was How did you watch one. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Victory Championship Wrestling presents Lethal Leap Year. On sale now for $9.99. Don't miss a single body slam or epic moment. Witness the showdown between Big Smooth and Johnny Slaughter for the BCW Championship. Go to bcwaction.com for exclusive events. Only found on bcwaction.com. And as an added bonus, the first 100 people to order this event will receive a free front row seat to the next event. And we're back. All right, Paul, let's get to the nerdy news. As you had mentioned right before the before we took the break about wearing masks to con. And speaking of con, uh, usually, you know, I've been going to New York Comic Con the past five years. Well, last year, no, because obviously the world under lockdown. Um, but usually around this time, end of May, beginning of June, uh, the press passes and stuff like that. At least we get the acknowledgement, we get the email, we get the we get something in there, some sort of a heads up of press passes. This year's, I don't know if this year's a little different or what, because obviously uh, nobody that I know, nobody on, on our network, people have received any fuck, because you haven't received any, right? You haven't. I don't think press so, passes, yeah. and, and I, I'd say the best of my knowledge, you know, because usually as soon as some, something comes through, 
I'll hear from Matt or I'll hear from John Galbo or I'll hear from uh, or I'll hear from you, you know, and none of us have received any kind of press stuff. Now, New York Comic Con, it seems like last year because of like stuff that happened last uh they're pushing their metaverse and it's i mean the company's called read pop r-e-e-d pop and they organize cons throughout the country and i'm pretty sure you know it's like you know obviously new york comic con is their crown jewel because they're they're actually in competition with the san diego comic um but uh so one of the things they're pushing this year is what they call their metaverse and the whole thing is it's a hell of a lot easier to organize because you're not getting celebrities and so getting people on webcams and getting people and not that there's anything wrong with it. The metaverse was fine last year. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, uh, you know, I watched a bunch of streaming things that were going on and it seems a hell of a lot easier to organize. And of course, you know, um, I'm pretty sure there are actors who, who don't want to go into a building <laughs> with 40,000 people in a day. God knows who has their vaccines or not. Um, but they did announce that they're going to have New York Comic Con. It's going to be October 7th, 10th, or one, you know, around about those days. And right. they've announced, like, like for fans to buy tickets, you know, they've, 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 they've set it up. You know, they said in the next couple of days, you're going to get an email. I, for us, I don't know if it's the, it is that they're going to start sending emails. Like, for the people in the, in the past fan, you know, who went in as bought tickets or purchased tickets. Um, so, I mean, maybe in the next couple of days we'll get an email at the very least. I mean, I'm wondering, I'm, I mean, I'm, maybe they're... Maybe they're going to cut down the whole press issue. I mean, you know, this is this would be the first year back after the pandemic, so God knows what the hell's going on. Um, but, you know, it just feels weird that usually this time this year, right around my birthday, and oh, yeah, you know, and like I think like I had a post even from like uh, two years ago that just popped up in my Facebook memories about like, you know, it was just around this this day two years ago where I got approved for the, you know, 2019. Uh, New York Comic Con. So, you know, it just feels weird that like things are being pushed back. But once again, I mean, there it's going to be a smaller event. Um, they they said that it's going to be a smaller event. And there are less numbers of people, stuff like that. And you know, uh, you know, I don't I don't mind wearing my mask going to Comic Con. Shit, I'll take I'll take my I'll take my uh, my vaccination record and I'll fucking laminate it and I'll put it right with my badge. You know, <laughs> you know so it's nice on displays. Look, here I am. <laughs> you can let me in this room. I'm 100% uh, good. You know, and it's it's not a fake one. Um, so. I am kind of worried, you know, I mean, things are getting pushed back. I hope, I hope it's not like they start really like cutting down press for, you know, unless you're fucking, you know, unless you're literally like, you know, uh, what's a big site, <laughs> you know, unless you're like io9.com or, or, or something like that. Unless you're not, unless you're, I hope they continue to have let podcasts and stuff like that have, have uh, a presence when it comes to press, because, you know, I'm wondering if maybe like, the, like no, only if you're like, you know, only you have only you know 50 billion viewers, then we'll let you on or something like that. So uh, I'm worried, but then again, you know I understand if if they do it, you know it'll just break my heart. You know then I have to I'll have to go as a I'll go as a fan. <laughs> you know I don't want to miss it. I mean I'm a little I'm a little apprehensive about going into a room with 40,000. You know going into like a big Jacob Javits Center, which oddly enough was like the place they were planning to use in case there was like overflow from the hospital. <laughs> it was like they were they were ready to have that place where like where they kept the bodies and shit. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I want to go to Comic-Con as, as weary as I am, you know, that'll feel like normalcy, you know, that'll feel like a back to normal, you know, cause Comic-Con and it's funny. And it, it, you'd mentioned the con crud for the four or five years that I've went never, not once did I get con crud, you know, and I'm, and I'm, you know, barreling through the fucking thing, you know, <laughs> four days, you know, I mean, I exhausted myself, but that's more just some a fat fuck. 
Not about, uh, you know, not, like, you know, never, I never got like, like runny nose or sniffles, just exhaustion from being on my feet, you know, want to get up and being in bed and being maybe not dehydrated, but, you know, wanting to drink plenty of fluids and shit like that. No, yeah, let's, let's see how it goes. I think in the next couple of days, we'll probably be hearing something. Um, a lot of deaths since the last episode. Um, I just have like a little, you know, tiny lister dead DMX dead. Paul Mooney dead. Shock G, uh, the guy from uh, the Humpty Dance who was also Humpty Hump dead um and then the guy from that infamous uh laughing because i said spanish laughing guy do you know the video that i'm talking about where it's like a guy it's like a no. older spanish guy he has like a mustache he's speaking in spanish and he's telling the story and he has a he has like a mustache he's missing teeth so he kind of looks like and he's and i've watched the translated version where he's telling a story about how he used to work at a restaurant um they had like iron pans and the chef told him to take iron pans because it's so hard to scrub them to tie them to ropes and put them out for the seawater and the seawater helps get them clean like you know it's it's not as hard after they've soaked in seawater or the you know like like you know salt water from the beach or whatever and so he's telling the story and then he talks about how when they when you know he 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 left the restaurant like at midnight and the, the chef told him all right put out the pans tonight at midnight but we also need you back at the restaurant at six in the morning so he goes back, he puts the he puts the pans out, goes to the beach, puts the pans out, comes back at six o'clock in the morning. Out of twenty pans, nineteen are gone, uh, and only one's left, and it's because he had put the pans down and was low tide. Then high tide came in, basically all the pans got sucked away to the ocean. And as he's telling the story, he's cracking up, he's laughing, he's really fucking intense. And so what people were doing were they were taking that conversation, putting like fake captions. So it was like, you know, they were talking about, oh, you know, he wanted to put out the new iPhone, but you know, the iPhone doesn't have an earphone dock, and you need a dongle for everything. And 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 let's let's take the camera and not even have it even close to what an Android camera is like. You know, they they they'll take that like like a guy like if it's a guy telling a story like he worked at Apple, but you know, but, but like you know when isn't it like how the iPhones are always kind of like underwhelm oh, underwhelming like they never like they're not as good as like Android. So you know, and let's do this and let's you know let's make it so you can never get the battery out. So you're stuck with the battery is you know and we'll decide when it. It's, uh, it stops working and shit like that. But those captions over the guy laughing. Like he's telling the story about, you know, and that's the, the, that's the most popular one. But, you know, they've, I've seen it with other, other stories that are coming out with MacBook. And let's change this and that, you know. So the, the Spanish laughing guy is dead. So, um, what do we have here? Loki, as we're, as recording this, the new Loki. Really fucking good. Um, cause I think last time I recorded it was Falcon and Winter Soldier. Was, cause, you know, WandaVision is so good. The end kind of felt a little under, especially the whole, uh, you know, them with the brother not being from another universe, like the brother from, you know, Ralph. But <laughs> uh, I was sort of, that was sort of a letdown because we thought that was going to finally introduce us to the multiverse. Um, but as now as we're walking, oh, Thor, and okay, and I'm sorry, so so WandaVision was really good. The ending could have been a little better, but, you know, it was, it was pretty good. Falcon and Winter Soldier wasn't a bad show. I enjoyed it. Um, it got, once again, the last episode, it got a little fucking heavy handed. It got a little like, you know, you know, politicians, you have to do better. And, and you know, people feel disenfranchised and all this other shit. And I, I mean, and I get where it's going sometimes, you know, uh, you know, I wasn't in the mood for a political, uh, diatribe. You know, I want to see, I want to see superheroes punching each other, you know, punching bad guys and punching villains. You know, I don't want to hear, you know, we need reform in the government, you know, and, but, uh, I mean, it, it was good for what it was, and it had, like, quote-unquote, like, first Captain America was a black man and stuff like that, and it was sort of like uh Tuskegee experiment like that. You know, I mean, it was deep, don't get me wrong, and maybe because 
like for some people that's you know and not to sound like i'm insensitive and shit you know for some people that's more important them so like you know the, the show kind of resonated with more but i mean it was good uh, you know i enjoyed it and then like i said the first episode of loki which now we finally they finally do i mean they acknowledge the multiverse and um an end game like you know like when something goes off track and then you know then you know it leaves you know there's a there's a branch off into another multiverse where in loki and it's it's not really a spoiler they say that i guess at one point there were multiverses and uh you know and, and allegedly what they're saying is like they were saying like dimensions dimensions were fighting with each other amongst the multiverse so like you know this guy is called the timekeepers like kill every other timeline or or mash up all the timelines in one so, like, is one what they call the Divine Timeline. And so, you know, it's about Loki kind of, like, they need Loki to help, you know, because he, he violated the timeline when he took the Tesseract. And not the end, but when the last time we see him in Endgame, he grabs the Tesseract and disappears. Well, that sets off a branch off the timeline, uh, which that w- it's not part of the Divine Plan. So they're recruiting him to, like, oh, okay, you, you know, you're powerful and stuff like that. We're going to need you to help us with other people who have... Uh, you know what they call variants people who have left the timeline like that there's a little more to it but i don't want to spoil it like i could i could say that much without really spoiling it uh there's a little more to it to a twist i don't want to i don't want to get into twist at the episode but uh that's pretty much the and you know and then the cool thing is that like you know the, the time variance administration or whatever the hell dva they called it it's like it looks like shit out of the 70s with like old clunky computers and and lights and you know offices that are like lined with wood and shit like that like old school uh, analog technology and shit um looked pretty good you haven't seen it right or no i haven't seen i actually haven't seen any of the the, the marvel series even though i've been here pretty much yeah. but i mean i'll be honest with you like i will eventually it's just um, yeah i've I... what i've you know I'm, I'm i'm having trouble keeping up with tsunami shows so it's <laughs> like eh, maybe maybe i'll stay to the tsunami shows catch up and then maybe i'll do something <laughs> But we'll see. And uh, so. while we're sticking with uh, Marvel, uh, let me see. We have uh, so they finished Thor: Blood and Thunder, and it was a picture of Taika Waititi. We took a picture with uh, Chris Hemsworth, which holy shit, Chris Hemsworth. You know, the joke was, you know, he was Fat Thor or whatever in Endgame, uh, hitting the gym like a motherfucker. But I guess, and I didn't, I I heard about this as the rumor, but I guess it's been confirmed that he's doing a Hulk Hogan biopic. So he is so or supposedly one. And, and when you see the picture, holy shit, he looks fucking like, I mean, he's looked good in the past. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, he's like a fucking monster. Now. Um, do, do you want me to give you a room with him? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, say? I'm just saying, I look, I'm look, I, I'm, I'm just saying I could admire a guy who obviously puts the work into, you know, uh, I'm not attracted to that, but I could, I could appreciate the fact that a guy has been a hit in fucking gym swole af <laughs> and uh but you know and then well and then the funny thing is then a couple days right before they they had announced the wrapping of the finishing of the filming of thor blood and thunder uh there were pictures that were released by paparazzi where they showed uh taika Waititi, tessa thompson the girl who plays valkyrie and this pop singer who i've never heard of before but her name is rita aura kind of like all sitting on a and i i put the picture on my facebook today where they're all kind of they're making out with each other like he's making out with tessa then he's making out with rita then rita and tessa making out and it was like sort of like this like a three-way relationship or some people call it thruple uh and and i believe tessa in the past has come out as like at the very least asexual so and obviously i guess rita or i mean i don't know about rita or i had who the fuck she was apparently she's a 
So Taika, he's, hey, much power to him. You know, girls, he's making out of him. And if they're doing that shit in public, God knows what they're doing in private. So and part of me was sort of like, good for him. He makes good movies. deserves <laughs> his threesomes and shit like that. I hope, as long as it doesn't fucking fuck up his, his directing style, more power to him. Uh, you know, because I love Thor Ragnarok. I love, um, I didn't, I didn't, I liked what we do in shadows, but the TV show, what we do in shadows is fucking hilarious. So we know we wouldn't have the TV show if we didn't have the movie. And, uh, I think he had a movie called like the wilder people or hunt for the wilder people or something like that, where it had the fat kid from Deadpool too. Like that was the movie that made him famous. Um, it was Taika Waititi's movie. And it was like, it was one of Taika Waititi's, like, it was like his first or second movie about like this kid who's like a juvenile delinquent. But then he kind of like he starts hanging out with the guy who's sort of like a, a naturalist, a guy who lives out in the woods and wants, you know, you know, the guy, you know, he kill everything he eats, he kills in the forest and he lives in the forest. And so like they start hanging out and it's and it's I mean, it's not it's not a family flick. It's a lot of cursing and shit like that. But I mean, it's like a heartwarming. There's a lot of heart in that movie about a kid who's been rejected by society and then a guy who sort of like rejects society himself, taking in the kid and sort of like comes like a surrogate father. So, you know, Taika Waititi makes good movies. So I'm glad he's able to get his pimp game on and, <laughs> and get himself a three way. Um, and as we mentioned, uh, Black Widow, you know, it's funny, like Loki will just start it now, goes on for a couple more weeks and will probably go right into uh black widow when that comes up so and in and the interim and since uh falcon and winter soldier and the beginning of loki uh disney had started pushing bad batch it was the the story about the clone troopers who were sort of um they were all sort of like weird reject clone troopers like i, I don't know if they were i i didn't finish watching all the clone wars so i don't know if they were on purpose or by mistake but they're all like variants, like one's really big and strong, and one is the more like a hunter, and one's the tech guy, and one almost looks like he's dead, like he's a zombie or something. And then there's there, and then there was one that was like a sharpshooter. And since they're since they are variants of the clones, when Order 66 happens, they don't, you know, when all the clone troopers were uh, programmed that as soon as they heard Order 66, that means kill every Jedi around you. Well, you know, these guys are, they're, they're variants. They're not programmed the way the other clone troopers are, are created, whether on purpose or not. And, oh, and I forgot, and there's also a little girl cloner. I mean, so I don't, I don't know if that spoils the first episode, but there's also a little girl that's part of the team. So it's like a, it's like a, cause remember, uh, Jango Fett wanted Boba Fett as a son. Like he wanted, he want he said, give me as the son that ages naturally. And, you know, but is a clone. So I guess they did one where it was a clone, but you know, for whatever reason ended up a girl. So it feels weird to say the girl is the, but, you know, she's, she doesn't fit the template of all the other clone troopers. So once again, when Order 66 was delivered, all of these troopers don't, like, they don't understand what's going on. Like, what do you, what, okay, what's Order 66? And meanwhile, all the other troopers are just killing all the Jedis. And they're like, we ought to get the fuck out of here. Everything crazy is going on. You know, now they're going on. So it's not a bad show. I mean, maybe it's because I didn't get into the Clone Wars as other have. But I mean, I enjoyed it. You know, I'm, I'm watching it. I'm up to like episode. So you know, they kind of, Disney kind of filled the. And I think they're going to keep doing that. They're going to have you know between the Mandalorian and all the shows they announced next year. You know, there, there's other you know Boba Fett gets his own show, and they were planning to have a show with Cara Dune. I don't know what they're going to do with that now. Now from uh, Deadpool One, you know, I was saying all types of other shit online. Uh, but you know, they're 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 so it, it seems like Disney Plus between their Star Wars shows and and Marvel shows are going to fucking you know they're going to have at least. You know, every two, three weeks, we're not going to go more than two, three weeks without one of the Marvel or Star Wars shows sort of filling the gaps uh, in between the movies and stuff. Um, okay. Uh, well, I think, I don't know if we were talking about, probably before the podcast, you had mentioned the movie Spiral. I saw it. Ugh, I wanted to like it. I like Chris Rock, and I know Chris Rock produced this movie. 
and and I swear to God, Chris Rock just cannot get a good movie made. <laughs> you know, Pootie Tang and Head of State and you know every movie where Chris Rock's the fucking star, it's just not a good flick. And and I love Chris Rock as a fucking as a comedian. I think he's you know after like George Carlin and 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 Rich Pryor, I mean Chris Rock I think even beats out David Chappelle. You know and and that's a kid and that's a shit on David Chappelle. David Chappelle's an, you know but I'm saying like if I if I had ranked them, I'd say like George Carlin, Rich Pryor, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle. You know, if I had to put comedians in order. So I love Chris Rock, but he, the guy just cannot put out a good movie. And Spiral, you know, it's from this, it's in the Saw universe, but spoiler alert, and I'll just fucking say it, like, it, it's not, it's not Saw. It's a guy who, like, is, like, you know, using, like, the copycat. Except the, the twist in this is that all the people that he's torturing are dirty cops. So it's sort of like, oh, you know, you lied on the stands, so and now here's a machine that's going to rip your lips off. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I mean, I get it, and I understand what he's trying to. And the ending, ending is kind of cool. Like, you know, if you could see it, you know, when it comes out on Netflix or whatever streaming comes out, definitely watch it. But, you know, I wouldn't say run out the theater and see it because I, I do kind of like what they did with the ending. But it felt a little like, you know, cops are the bad guys and all oh, cops need to be punished and shit like that. And you know, even though Chris Rock is the only good one or whatever, but I don't know, it, you know, it kind of has that whole feel to it. But in this, in the Saw universe, which you know, like. Instead of punishing people for like taking their ni- their lives for granted, now it's punishing. It, you're, it's purposely punishing bad cops, which is like, you know, okay, I get it. You know, you don't have to hit me over the head with. Um, Wrath of Man uh, saw that fucking awesome because I, I went to not to, not to shit on you or anything. Went to the drive-in, <laughs> the local drive-in, and it was a double feature of Wrath of Man, which is the Jason Statham, movie. and it's funny because like it didn't get a big push, but it's it's about Jason Statham, a uh, armored car service. Uh, but then the mafia gets involved shit. and it's definitely like a guy testosterone it's definitely an action uh i thought it was fucking it's, it's I'm, it, and it's a guy Ritchie movie that's that's what that's what sold me that's what, like like all right i'm there uh it's a guy Ritchie movie and then the the second part the second movie of the double feature was nobody with the guy from a better call saul and it's basically you know you know it's like john wick you know it's a guy he was he worked for the mafia wants to go with normal life you know and then something bad happens to his father life and you know he has to bring out all his special skills and shit like that. And it's supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to be like, you know, according to the movie, I mean, he was like an assassin beforehand. It's not like he's a schlubby guy who became an assassin. He was an assassin who turned into a schlubby guy who then, you know, got kind of, you know, forced his hand to go back to being an assassin. So uh, once again, both those movies, you know, turn off your brain, turn up your testosterone, uh, give them a shot. They were both good. There's the show Sweet Tooth on Netflix. Which I've only seen the first episode, and it's like about a world that gets a pandemic, ha ha ha, and uh, all these people start dying. But then at like the same day the pandemic started, babies are being born, being half human and half some other animal. There's like half human, half monkey, half human, half owl, and then the, the, there's this one kid who's half human, half deer. And when, I've only seen the first episode. It looks really good, and I'm hearing good things about it. And uh, apparently, like, there's n- of the animal people, like nobody, there's no such thing as another half human. So he's even more unique. Uh, the first episode had uh, what's his Will? Oh my God, Will Forte. And generally, like, Will Forte irritates me. I don't like him. <laughs> like, yeah. And I might do. I watched like Last Man on Earth. I did like MacGruber, but he's kind of like he's some kind of he gets really fucking annoying. But luckily, like, he plays the role very serious in, in that episode. of So it's not him being a, a silly, goofy guy. They, they actually let, you know, I'm glad he could show he, she has his range where he can see Because he's like, he's like the father character of this. 
he kind of takes him and it's not really spoiling it he kind of takes the the kid into the woods to kind of protect him because he knows you know i guess i don't you know they they haven't revealed it yet but like he took the kid as soon as it happened he kind of knew shit was going to go down so we haven't revealed how he knew shit was going to go down the first episode of that uh resident evil 8 the video game resident evil 8 uh you know made big waves on the internet recently because you know everybody wants to you see this you know big titty 12 foot tall vampire lady um now i don't have the game but i've been watching a lot of what they call playthrough you know a lot of people they they'll play the game and they talk about you know they'll talk while they're playing the game so you know like i know there's that like how the fuck could you watch someone play a video game it's like any other video you're watching someone yeah they're playing the video game but they're also talking and they're entertaining and stuff so i've I've watched a couple of let's play um the whole thing about that vampire lady in resident evil 8 is that when you play the game you basically kill her and her daughters in the first like 25 minutes of the game so all this fucking all this uh you know hubbub that people were making about the sexy way and don't be wrong i mean it was interesting and i i joined in i was like yeah you know step on me mommy <laughs> but uh you know when you're playing the game and unless you like you're taking forever to fucking get the game started like if you know what you're doing you kill her and her daughters like in the first 25 and then then there's all these other mini bosses and it's sort of like the game watching these let's plays and i and i haven't watched every I've seen one but i'm saying is i've seen most of the gameplay this real like you know, you go through this area that has zombies and werewolves, then you gotta fight a boss. Then you find another area that has zombies and werewolves, then you find a boss. And you find the zombies and werewolves, and you find a boss. So it's sort of like, it feels so... And of course, all the Resident Evil games were sort of on the rails. They were never really open. But this feels so, like, forced. And, and you know, and the, the game looks beautiful. That's the whole thing, is that, like, the last two games, they've been really pushing their own, like, Resident Evil engine. Like, you know, the, the program they use to make the games that makes such beautiful, incredible visuals... And don't be wrong, the game looks beautiful, uh, but the gameplay is sort of boring, you know? And, and uh, yeah, I'm watching the videos because the people are entertaining playing it, but if I was playing this by myself and, and, and you know, not listening to other people's commentary, I'm like, you know, it's shoot a couple zombies and, and, and werewolves. That's like the big add-on to this game is this werewolves. And then a boss. And then a couple more and a boss. And I mean, I guess it was kind of like that in the older games, but I don't know, it just, it, it seems so evident in this. You know, and especially that everyone got all hot and bothered over the fucking vampires, and the vampires are dead in just 20 minutes. Um, let's see. Uh, the Shang-Chi, tra- I should have mentioned that when we were talking about Marvel, Shang-Chi trailer. Uh, with the Ten Rings, I mean, if you remember from uh, the original Iron Man, uh, they had mentioned the Ten Rings. Which, it was weird because the Ten Rings in the comics were actual physical rings on the guy's hand. But I guess they felt, you know, since we're just finishing the whole uh, phase of, you know, the Marvel movies that had Infinity Gauntlet, having the Mandarin wear rings on his fingers would probably be a little, I don't know, it would be beating people over the head and, they, you know, they wouldn't like it. So uh, they have these ten rings, which are almost like ten bracelets that sort of, like, connect to people's arms. And I guess, you know, and it helps you do karate or whatever. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see... Um, Shang-Chi, what they do with it, you know, like one of the beauty of all these Marvel movies is that they're all sort of like, you know, one movie's a heist movie and one movie's, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, one movie's a, a spy thriller and the other one is sort of a, a you know, a, a space opera. Uh, well, so, you know, Shang-Chi will probably be the first uh, martial arts movie, even though if you know, if you really want to count, if you really really want to count Iron Fist on their Netflix show, but a lot of people hated that fucking. Um, looks interesting uh it's got the girl uh, i hate her name they call her aquafine like that's her name that she's given herself and and she she has a show on comedy central i believe it's also on hbo max called uh, kim queens or something and uh I, it's a really fucking funny show if you have hbo max check it out 
It's with the Aquafina, and I hate that fucking name. But it's just something about, like, you know, growing up in New York because she's obviously from New York City. She has a New York accent when she talks, New York City accent. And she just reminds me of so many girls I grew up with. You know, I grew up on the edge of China. Yes, technically they're Chinese, but they're very Americanized and stuff like that. So she has that New York accent, but, you know, with the way she looks. But you know, she's also trying to, like, trying to embrace a little bit of her culture because she's like in the show in that particular show she's half Chinese and half Korean and uh, and you know I'm not a wee but you know I know like on the Toonami Faithful podcast you got a Japanese and Korean girl uh, <laughs> but uh, you know I'm not a wee but I, I, got, I have a special place in my heart for Aquafina she just reminds me of so many girls that I grew up um, and then also on HBO Max this show called That Damn Michael Ch- if you watch Saturday Night Live um the 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 head writer for the weekend update guy uh they gave him the show and the closest the best way i could describe it is it's a new Chappelle show if you like the Chappelle show and you know irreverent uh humor especially mostly race you know central central centrally you know look, focusing on race and stuff like that and uh you know i found this out recently is that michael chase michael chase from my neighborhood right where i grew up he grew up michael chase grew up maybe a mile away from my house and stuff like that. You know, different, you know, I didn't grow up in the projects, but I had one project on one side of the street across the street. I mean, you know, there's projects on the other side. And then you walk a little further, and then, you know, then you get to Michael with the projects where Michael Che grew up. So, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I, I want my slice of the fucking pie. I'm going to be famous, too. But it's nice to see someone from the neighborhood uh, doing well. But like I said, if you like the Chappelle show, definitely check out uh, that damn Michael Che. Uh, it's on HBO Max. And and the funny thing is they even goof on it because it's sort of like in the show, there's even like a joke where like he goes to, you know, the black church or whatever. And the preacher's like, it's not even on HBO. It's on HBO Max. <laughs> He's like, but it's just it's HBO Max. It's the same thing. Not really. Come on. Um, OK, I have I have a Roku TV. But I think I don't think you have to have a Roku to subscribe to the Roku Roku service. I think you could just go online and just sign up. For and like, you know, there's other, you know, there's like Pluto and um, TV streaming service. I forgot. Well, I forgot. There's Pluto and one other one that are they're totally free, but they're all kind of, they all kind of have the same channels. Um, where you know, there there's there a bunch of streaming services. They have a bunch of content, and you can watch it. Well, and the reason I bring up the Roku one is that uh, Roku pretty much got all the shows that Quibi. Uh, you know, Quibi, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, a streaming service you can only watch from your phone and it's only 10 minute shows and, and it happened right in the beginning of the pandemic. And so, you know, the people from Quibi blamed the pandemic. Of course, people, well, you're making these shows that like 10 minute shows, like you're supposed to be like you watch them, Quibi standing for quick bites. Um, and so they had some interesting shows. So now, uh, since I have a Roku, a Roku, but I can watch it like it's once again, I think you, you don't need a Roku TV to subscribe to the service because I could also watch it on my computer. Um, but they have, um, the pe- they got the people from Reno 911. So it's the newest season of Reno 911. And it's like 25 episodes. I mean, it's once again, it's 10 minutes a pop, but, uh, and I love, I love Reno 911. Um, and then there's this great show called Dummy and, it's based on well, I mean, obviously the show's obviously like a fantasy, but it's it's based on the fact that uh, uh oh my goodness, what's the name of the guy that created Rick and uh, ah, what's his name? I can't think of the name off the top of my <laughs> I head. I want to say Justin Rowland, but not Justin Rowland, the other guy, the guy who made Community. And, um, uh, well, Justin Hammond, Rowland is one of them. But... Yeah, so Justin Rowland, but I'm seeing the other guy, uh, Hammond, Hammond. Oh my God, how could I forget this other guy? Well, you need to look this up now. All right creator dan Harmon. there we go there we go dan Harmon. okay so the show is about it's 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 not dan Harmon. it's donald logue the, the actor donald logue things and uh so it's donald logue plays dan Harmon, 
but it's about his girlfriend finding out that he has a sex doll. So he has a he has a sex doll in the closet or whatever, and so his girlfriend finds it. Like I think he mentions it to her. Like he doesn't like necessarily keep it a secret. And he goes, oh yeah, and I have her in my closet, whatever. So his girlfriend, sort of being nosy, goes to see the sex doll, and then like in her head, the sex doll is like alive and it's talking to her. Now mind you, like I said, this is Dan Harmon. Like the guy, they call him Dan Harmon, even though it's played by another actor and shit like that. But you know, and so. Apparently, I don't know if it's the, the creator of the show or just based on the story that... Because Dan Harmon, he had a podcast called Harmontown, and he, he told the stories about how he's a sex doll. But it's a really funny show, and it's got um, Anna Kendrick from, you know, the Pitch Perfect movies. And uh, so Anna Kendrick is the girlfriend, and then she's, she's running on with the sex doll, and they use, like, animation, CGI, or whatever, to make it look like the dolls talking and stuff like that. But apparently, you know, it's not like, you know, it's only... She's the only one I could hear her and see it talk. But it's pretty funny. It's, I mean, it's don't get me wrong. It's really raunchy. You know, it's not not for kiddies or anything. But uh, I was cracked, and I did, I feel bad because they only did like ten episodes, and I really wish that like, you know someone would pick it up or some other because it was a really fucking fun. I mean, of course, you know, then you know the scenes with the dolls and make it really show it. Like, I mean, I guess you could put it like on comedy, and then like just in the parts and time there are times where the dolls naked or or like you put it like you know because Comedy Central they seem to like not care like after midnight on a Saturday like that. Not that it's up against Toonami or <laughs> what I'm saying is, you know, Comedy Central has played movies without, like, censorship and stuff like that after a certain time at night. So, uh, like, I guess you could probably put it on. Like I said, there is nudity and obviously adult, adult themes because it's a sex doll. But it's it's, it's so funny. And now I'm watching one. It's funny. I mentioned Will Forte and the shows. it's called Flipped. And I saw, like, the first three episodes of that. It's Will Forte, certainly in Will Forte mode. And the girl from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The show's called Flipped. Where they they're both like these weird losers, and it's funny because like they're losers and they're fucking idiots. But they're really positive. <laughs> That's the funny thing. The show's not trying to be negative. Like Always Sunny in Philadelphia is very negative. Um, this show they're the positive, and they both lose their jobs and they're trying to they're gonna, they're going to get into the industry of like flipping houses to to for profit, but also like doing it like filming themselves with their iPhone or whatever to try to make like a web series become famous or whatever. So they get this like ridiculous beat up fucking house in the middle of the desert. And, like, when they're tearing down the wall, there's, like, a million dollars in the wall. And then, uh, so they rebuild the house, and they, you know, they, they start doing the flipping show and all this shit. And then, like, and at the end of the episode, that last episode I saw, like, the major drug pin guy walks to the house. And, you know, he remembers, you know, he left his money in the shack, not expecting anyone to touch his fucking money. And, they obviously, they, they, they took his money and fucking they built that, they turned the shack into, like, this beautiful uh, mansion. Or what, and now he's, like, you know, now he's going to kill them or whatever. So, I mean, and once again, that's Will Forte and full Will Forte, but it, it seems pretty interesting. I'm, I'm definitely going to finish. So it, all the Quibi shows, and there's like, you know, there's a new new season of Punked uh, that I'm pretty sure I'll watch. But it's Chance the Rapper hosting it, not um, uh, Ashton Kutcher. And uh, there's a show with Christy Teigen's a judge. I don't know what the fuck's that all about. Um, then there's one of the Hemsworth brothers did like a movie for Quibi and there's the whole thing, the whole, you know, like the whole movie is supposed to, like you watch it, you're supposed to watch the movie on like 10 minute segments. Like it's a, he's being hunted by people or some shit like that. All the Quibi shit went over to Roku, I guess would be the best way to say. It. And the Friends reunion that was on HBO Max. And don't get me wrong, I fucking hated Friends, but I just watched the reunion sort of like, it's a culture. So I noticed people talking about online with a shot. You know, I just hate Friends because, you know. That got a bunch of fucking suburban kids wanting to move to New York City and then gentrifying the area that I grew up in. And I can't even afford to fucking live in my old neighborhood because of shows like fucking. Um, and then, oh, Invincible. I, once again, I think we, the, we've, it's been so long since we did our last episode. The whole season, the first season of Invincible. Now, that's on Amazon. 
and I don't support Amazon, but I just uh, <laughs> I do support illegally downloading. Uh, so I, I, I <laughs> I'll pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> Well, no, excuse, oh, no, what I'm saying, no, all right, let me, let me strike that from the record. I, no, I got, I got to see it because, because of the press pass, we get, <laughs> we get, they, they say it's screeners, but it's not screeners. They give you, they send you the links to your email so you go fucking watch them online. But, uh, so I guess <laughs> to the press pass, I got a chance to see, uh, the first season of Invincible, not illegally download, but there's other shows I've been illegally downloading. Um, <laughs> But uh, Invincible, the show Invincible, uh, based on uh, the comic by Robert Kirkman, the same guy who did um, Walking Dead. And without spoiling, you know, once again, I'll, I'll give you the I'll give you the the gist of the first episode without spoiling the rest of the season. He makes a great cartoon, and what it is is obviously these are characters that I can say it's Batman. Now, of course, in the show, it's not Batman. It's like Night Guy or whatever. But you know, it's Batman. <laughs> I'm saying like let's call it what it right. is you know and then but it's so and, and but in this world like there's batman and, and there's teen titan but then there's also like a hellboy a, a couple other like it's like you know that these are all stereotypes of so it's basically a world where superman has a kid lois lane and so then the kid the now he's a teenager as he was half human whatever just now in his teens he starts showing his superpowers because you know superpowers just kicked in i don't know if it's because he's half human or that's just how it is on that race or whatever and so one day, Superman, or in this show, they call him Omni-Man, Omni-Man flips the fuck out one day and kills the entire Justice League. And it's a great fucking scene. I mean, I, I've seen, I could talk about it now because I've, I've seen people like post the fucking, like just that video alone. And it's so fucking graphic. He fucking twists Wonder Woman's head around. <laughs> you can see like her head coughs up blood after he's he spun her head all the way around. And, and like, you know, the the Flash like punches him a million times in the chest. You see like, like it's, it's strong enough to like break his shirt. That's not, he's not making a fucking dent. And Superman crushes his fucking head. And, you know, and, he, and Superman throws stuff at him and he just he grabs Superman by the ankle smashes him into the fucking ground and once again i'm using the characters from the show but i'm using the people that he resemble and the comics that we're familiar with. and um so there is a like superhero agency on earth sort of like monitors all the superhero everybody's on the up and up now superman kills the justice league or omni-man kills whatever the guardians of the globe or whatever they call. and uh but he says it was somebody else and then like this agency sort of like no we're starting to see we're starting to put the clues together and no it's you superman and so they sort of try to recruit his son, who's also now starting to get the powers of Superman. Like, we need you to help us basically find out if your father killed all these people. We think your father killed all these people. And then there's the whole loyalty. You know, what, what position would that put you in if your dad was accused of murder and, and, and now people want to come to you about, you know, participating in because you're, you're the only person on the planet that can fight him because you have the same powers and then again he doesn't have the same powers because he just got that to learning them and stuff like that so it's a it's a it's such a good show and i have people they talk shit about the animation They're like oh the anime or like unless it's an action scene i didn't notice it. i thought the anime fantastic you know it, it's a beautiful and that's the funny thing is the first episode fucks with you because the first the first episode is very very innocent and it's very nice and very su- until it gets to the superman kills the justice league scene <laughs> and you're like holy shit <laughs> um but it's very, you know, the show gets very, very, very graphic. But it's one of those things where, like, you know, if Superman could punch a fucking building, yeah, he's going to punch it. You know, if Superman gets pissed off, he could fly through a building and the building's going to collapse because fuck you. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, Superman could pull 20 9-11s if he wanted to. You know, he has to just fly through a fucking building and the building collapsed just because he's done that much structural damage. And there's nobody that can stop him if he wants. So, Invincible, it's a really good show. Um, I kind of cheated, and I went online, and I started watching all these videos about, like, you know, where the story goes in the comic. Um, it's been renewed for another two seasons. I think with all the stuff they have, I think they could go easily go five seasons and tell the whole story. 
because like Walking Dead, uh, Robert Kirkman, like he wrote his comics to have an ending. There is an ending to the series. So uh, I think, you know, they're smart. Um, they're going to do it right. And, you know, so we'll have a, a complete, you know, cause some most comics, you know, comics go on and on and on. Yeah, Batman's been Batman for the past 75 years. Superman's a Superman. But Robert Kirkman, just like The Walking Dead, he's written his comics. They eventually will have it. So I'm looking forward. And before we go, I just want to tell my one. I got to tell this one story. <laughs> this is story time with Chris. Um, <laughs> I want to tell. Okay. Yep, I said that. <laughs> so there was a, you know, I follow a lot of comic book creators and stuff like that, a lot of artists. And so a guy had posted an article about how a fan was meeting a, a comic book creator, and then the fan asked for an autograph, and the comic book creator was very rude and said. Like, you know, yeah, I'll give you an, I'll give you uh, an autograph. You got to give me $20 first. And so I had made the comment. I said, was, was, does that art, does that comic book creator's name rhyme with Neil Adams? Now, of course, you know, the joke being, I was saying, I meant Neil Adams. <laughs> I just was being a joke. Well, apparently the entire fucking comic book creating community decided to speak out against me on <laughs> this fucking, um, so it got to the point where even Neil Adams' son responded to the post. And, you know, and it's not like, um, I, I went to the guy's Facebook page. I, I looked at all his pictures. I Googled it. This was, it was legit Neil Adams' son basically saying that, yeah, you know, my father, you know, now don't get me wrong. Like, I kind of understand that I sounded very privileged. You know, I, I had met Neil Adams back at, at, and once again, the comic cons and having a press pass, you know, gets you into places that, that other people don't get into and stuff. And I had saw Neil Adams. I asked him for an autograph, and he basically told me, go over there and stand in line with all the other people. No, excuse me, not an autograph. I asked him for a picture. Excuse me. Uh, but, you know, and that being said, if you were, if I was to sit there in line, I would have to pay, you know, $20 or whatever. I think, I think like $20 for a picture, $20 for an autograph, or, you know, an autograph and a picture for $30. You know, you know some ridiculous shit like that. But it just, the funny thing is that, like, he put his hand on my shoulder. And he's like, sure, just stand on that line over there. <laughs> <laughs> as I asked for a picture with him. Now, mind you, I've taken a picture with fucking, you know, uh, Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn. I took a picture with uh, Grant Morrison, the whole, the guy who created fucking Arkham Asylum. Um, you know, uh, uh, Marv, I have, I have a picture with Marv Wolfman, the guy who, um, uh, the guy who created the Teen Titan. Um, I have a picture with Peter David, uh, a guy who's, uh, who's written a bunch of Hulk comics or a bunch of comics in general. Um, none of these people asked for a dime or said you have to spend now of course some of these people i met on the floor in artist alley and i bought stuff from them after i took a picture with them and stuff like that but it wasn't a necessity it wasn't these people saying sure i will take a picture of you but you have to buy something from me and now mind you i that i had that experience with neil last and then like I was looking something one day and, you know, I found out later that that's part of his reputation neil adams is a guy who basically says fuck you pay me and he liked that with everybody. He wasn't rude just to me. And he was and the funny thing is he wasn't even rude. He put his hand on my shoulder and smiled and said, Yes, go over there. But it just it, it made me so fucking sour. Like, you know, I will never look at him the same way after that because, you know, like I just want the the same time it would have taken him to say, Go stand in line, I could have took a picture with him. You know, and maybe and of course exactly. Of course, it's my fault because I've I've been spoiled by so many great people that when I met the one dick you know, the one person's like, you know, oh, you got to pay me. Uh, you know, it just, it, you know, I'll never forget. You know, like they always say, like you know, people complain on Yelp. They're, they're nine times out of ten, they're complaining whenever. No one ever compliments stuff on Yelp. They'll go to Yelp only to complain. 
So once again, I've had great experiences. Todd McFarlane, Grant Morrison, Marv Wolfman, Peter David. These are giants in the fucking industry and, and were all incredibly nice to me. Then I met another giant who was a dick and I only speak about the dick. <laughs> and so, um, and then, uh, Rob Liefeld, the guy who created fucking Deadpool. And, and once again, the account, because I had, I had a good experience with him. But once again, I had a good experience, and it was a situation where I was buying some. But Rob Liefeld was very, very nice, uh, as he was to everyone there. And 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 so I said, I said, you know, because someone said, you don't mean Neil Adams, you mean Rob Liefeld. I guess Rob Liefeld is another one, guys. And maybe because I was paying Rob Liefeld at the time, he was being nice. But I said, I said, look, my experience was with Neil Adams, not with Rob Liefeld. I did meet Rob Liefeld, and he was very nice to me. Also, note that when I met Rob Liefeld, I bought some stuff. <laughs> and so Rob Liefeld liked that post. <laughs> Like, legit, like, the guy who created Deadpool. Like, you know, so for, like, five minutes, I was fucking hated by everybody on that, or all comic And then, like, even his even his son responded, like, look, you know, whatever you want to say about my father. And then I, because he had commented, and I said, look, please understand that everything I'm saying is 100% the truth, and, and I mean no disrespect to your father, and I just, it, just, it's a, it was a situation that kind of soured me. And he's like, hey, look, whatever reputation you think my father has, you know, he's good to his fans and stuff like that. And, and I, and I was like, mm, you know, and I understand, but I understand the guy's, you know, he's going to defend his father and shit like that. And, and, but for like five minutes, I was like the most hated, uh, <laughs> fan on, on, on the internet comic book fan, but you know, so was life with me. Um, so that was what that was all about, huh? Yeah, that was what that was all about. And it was, oh, you're, you're, you're someone said, you know, I'm, I'm I was acting like a spoiled and shit like that, you know. And then like the guy goes, "Well, you're not really spoiled. You're not really spoiled when the guy when you ask the guy, hey, would you mind taking a picture?" And you know, he's just like, "Oh yeah, by the way, get in line." I mean, it doesn't sound like he was rude about it, and it's fine. But I, you know, I, I've I've had my own experiences, not where like I've asked for a picture with somebody for, but um, like for example, like the the guy that did the voice of. Uh, of um, Goliath in, in Gargoyles. Loved that dude. Had a chance at Momocon oh. to um, interview him, and he never showed up for the press interview. Like, there's all these press people here. The, the interview was scheduled. We're waiting for him to come in. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just me. It was other groups, too. And he never came in. And I and I, I, I blasted him on fucking Twitter because I was like, dude, you can't be fucking doing that. And he tried to he tried to be like, whatever. And I'm like, dude, like, you, you can't do that. Like, you know, we're here waiting for you. And then you're just like, oh, I don't feel like doing this. Like, that's, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I get I get what you're saying. It's, you know, when somebody does that to you and they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, go and get in line and get pay for something. <clears throat> I mean, maybe if, you know, maybe if everybody's doing it, I guess it, it clarifies it. But, you know, you, you can't hate on somebody when you're not even the one that started the post. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're just saying, you know. Does it rhyme with this? And, yeah. and something I was, else says, yeah. I was just saying, I sort of just, as, I said it as a joke, but obviously I was a little hurt. And, and, and look, and I do understand that it does make me look a little bit of a dick and shit like that. But, you know, it's also like, you know, as, you know, my argument was that, you know, the time he took to fucking tell me to go over to the line, you know, and then, and well, wait a minute, was this on, was this on Facebook or Twitter that you got all this hate? Facebook. Like I go to oh, Twitter, okay. but I'm well, not, I don't strange. live on Twitter. Well, it's just really strange that because you don't. Well, no, you, you do get that on Facebook, but it's usually more political stuff that you get, you know. Yeah. And at that point, it feels like just trolling. So 
That's what I was going to say. That's the whole thing is that, like, these people came out of fucking nowhere. Where the fuck did Robert Robert Liefeld come from? You know what I'm saying? Like, that blew my fucking mind. It was a blue check. It was a blue check account. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and I know Rob Liefeld is a big and popular guy, but I don't think he's the kind of guy that has someone run his media account, social media accounts. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's big, but he's not that big. Some people are really, some people are so famous that, you know, they have people like uh, William Shatner. You know, William Shatner has someone that runs account. It's so fucking obvious. The person who runs this account is making all these like uh, current. Well, and and you, you know, know, the one thing. <laughs> Go on. The one thing that bothers me about when, like for example, his son comes on and defends him. Okay, my response would be like, well, dude, I, I get that you had a sour experience, with my dad. Why don't we have a conversation, or why don't I? Why don't we talk about that? And maybe you know, I, I don't know. Is, is he still alive or? Oh, yeah, that's a, a very much alive. I mean, he's an older guy, but I mean, he's so he's yeah. Still... I mean, I mean, like, why not like introduce him and talk about the situation and you know, just whatever. Because honestly, like, if you have nothing to worry about or you think that your father really did anything, then you know, it, it just makes more sense to be like, okay. Well, let me tell you. Here's... I mean, the next time, if I ever had a chance to meet Neil Adams, I'm gonna fucking pay. I'm... <laughs> I'm going to pay and I'm going to meet him just so I can fucking tell the story. But, uh, you know. <laughs> I just, you know, it just for me, it's just, it just seems like, you know, oh, well, you made fun of my father. Yeah, your father was a dick to me. That's your point. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, but yeah. Uh, look, I can't blame you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, daddy's probably paying the bills. Because, like, I look like his his son is his son is in the industry also. His daughter's in the industry also. And and let's be real here. I'm pretty sure that, and not, I'm look, I don't want to speak bad against his son, but it's also, you know, if by your way, dad is famous. Way, why, how does this, how does this guy, like, have all this time to, like, respond to you? Like, <laughs> That's like, what I'm saying. Do you is, not have a life where you respond? I did not know. I, I was not expecting it to blow up the way it did. I, I made it. I started as once again just a little stupid little comment, and all these people started responding, and and I responded to the responders. But once again, then his son responded, and I'm like, because I'm you know you see the name, the guy's name is Neil Adams, and then his son is sort of Michael Adams or whatever, and then like and I look at the picture, and I go I go to his page, and I look at all the other pictures, and then like even on his page it says son of Neil Adams like in the profile. And then like I then I Google and I said Neil Adams sons or whatever whatever Mike uh, Michael Adams or whatever you know I, I, I forgive me I don't remember the actual guy but you know what I'm saying and I'm like holy shit that's the legit guy and then <laughs> but you know it's also you know, and not to speak talk shit about his you know his sons in the comic book industry his daughters in the comic I'm pretty sure being the son or daughter of Neil Adams knew that other people don't get you know other people don't have that kind of privilege for their daddy's reputation to fuck so. You know, I, I would be defending my dad also if someone was talking shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If, you know, if I, if you, I, you should drop the podcast in there. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I would, you know, honestly, like you point after the podcast, you'd send me the, the link to the, the feed, the uh, the thread so I can kind of see because I, I don't think I saw that full thread. Yeah. Well, what it was is I, I was trying to share that particular post, but all it was was showing the original post, which is about. A kid going to see his favorite comic book creator, and comic book creator said, "Well, yeah, I'm not signing shit until unless, I, you know, like made that crushed kid's soul or what." So, so I, it was sharing that story and not the whole uh, thing. So what I did is I took a bunch of screen grabs and then I, I posted, like I gave it a day to kind of die down because it was it was still like even like a day later it was like, oh, you know, then the, these other nobody people posting like, oh, I met I met all these people that you met and everybody was, yeah, I said everyone I met was it was Neil Adams kind of, a, and then it's like, oh, and I seen Kevin so, Smith in the street and I saw this guy at a at a, I saw this guy at a Quiznos and I saw this guy and 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 I'm and then I I said look. Every, and I put and what I did is I I took all, I took a bunch of pictures that I had from my comic 
and I turned it into a GIF, just so you know. And I said, every single one of these pictures was taken at Comic-Con. You know, you're saying, yeah, you saw Kevin Smith in the fucking in the hotel lobby. Yeah, I'm not going to bother somebody. I mean, well, I, I would probably bother someone in the hotel lobby. But I'm saying, if you're a comic book creator and you're on the floor of Comic-Con, you're going to you're gonna be stopped. You're going to have people ask for pictures and order that. It's, it's going to happen. Uh, you know, like the guy, like his argument was, oh, I've seen all these people on the street. Yeah, I didn't see all these people on the street. I'm seeing someone on a fucking Comic-Con. <laughs> and then I wanted to, I'm going to ask for a fucking picture as I'm pretty sure you know they've got asked for pictures you know 300 times that same day you know but and obviously Neil Adams is successful enough where he can charge for his signature you know and and, and, and part of it, and, if I had a luxury time I will go and wait to pay for Neil's, Neil Adams signature just so I could tell him the story <laughs> and say hey you know tell your son he's a good kid he defended you <laughs> it's a stranger on the internet <laughs> I, I think those other people virtually, but yeah, send me that thread because I would love to see that. Maybe I'll put something in there and cause people to start trolling. <laughs> nah, I don't know. I just the thing that blew my mind is Bob, Bob Liefeld, fucking the creator of Dare, uh, creator of Deadpool, <laughs> like my post. Of course, I was saying something nice, but <laughs> but uh, so yeah, that's that's so. Is there anything else you want to throw in there before you? No, I'm I'm good. So let's wrap this up. So she says, uh, please visit strangers1podcast.net or com where you can find all things show related. You can find us to our iTunes. Uh, if you have an iPhone, iPad, or iPod, you can find us on iTunes and subscribe to us there. If you don't have any of those devices and you have an Android phone, you can subscribe to us on the Stitcher app, S-T-I-C-H-E, Stitcher app for Android. Well, it's for all devices. I always, I'm, I'm still used to saying for, for, for Android devices, but for all devices. And uh, Stitcher is pretty much the app that I use the most when it comes to listening to my podcast. Um, you know, of course, I listen to Kevin Smith stuff, and I listen. Uh, I've been getting really into this other podcast, um, Your Mom's House. It's comedian Tom Tagura and his wife uh, Christina P. Um, but of course, uh, every podcast worth listening to is on Stitcher, including Paul's other baby, the Tsunami Faithful podcast, which I had caught the beginning. I don't know if it was the most recent episode, but it was a very, very current episode where it was an all-female lineup on the show. We did. We did do that. It's yeah. kind of an experiment to see I, if people I, I like caught it. it. It was, it was, you know, I, I, I like, cause I mean, I, I listened to the occasional episode, you know, like, um, Chris is trying to get laid, <laughs> but it was, it was, <laughs> no, you know, I don't know. You know what it is? Since I don't drive anywhere, since I don't, I don't drive to work anymore. You know, I don't listen to podcasts as much as I, I like to. Um, but you know, I, I caught the beginning of, I don't know once, I don't know if it's your most current episode, but it was, it was one of the more recent ones and it was all, it was all female line. Cause the whole thing is like, you hear the, you hear the music playing and like, hi, I'm this and this and I'm the media social and I'm, I'm head of social media and, and I'm contributor and I'm, and I'm like, and for a split second, I'm like, where the, f- where's, where's, where's Paul, where's Darrell, where's, <laughs> and they even said, it's, it's a girl, girl takeover, and I was like, oh shit, that's interesting, you know, that's pretty cool, uh, but you know, if you want to hear all girls talk about anime and the Tsunami lineup, go check out Paul's other baby, the Tsunami Faithful podcast, and, and hear about the state of affairs. And, and uh, Celia is a, is a cosplayer too, so. Uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, so. Um, no, Chris, you can't. No, Chris, no. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't mean I'm still a lecherous piece of shit. I don't know. I, I got to get myself an old lady, you know. So I got to get someone I just given up, <laughs> and yeah. just instead of chasing all the ones that don't want to be around me. Um, <laughs> uh, with that being said, um, you could also visit our. You can get the podcast right from the source. Our hosting site, SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com. Search for the Strangers of Podcast. I make every episode downloadable, available for download. 
Uh, so you can get us there. That's how you listen the podcast. And what else? We want your money. We need your money. One day we will set up a Patreon. Just we have to get our podcast. We have to get our episodes more frequently, frequently again. But one day if we don't, if, we haven't set up a Patreon. But until then, it takes two seconds to like and share us on Facebook. Two strangers on podcast. Like this episode. Like the page. Share this episode. Share the page. And the two not me. Two strangers on podcast uh, network. Which page? Um, and a shout out to Chris Mounts. He always puts he always puts great content. And I feel bad, like I, you know, he puts he puts more content on our page than, than I do. Uh, but a shout out to him. And no Oscar letter this week, unfortunately. I checked right before the episode. Uh, once again, you know, he's he's crawled back into his uh, his rubble under his after the earthquake or what. Probably has COVID in a cave somewhere, uh, singing Madonna songs or whatever. <laughs> um, if you want to write to us like Oscar does and you want to curse me out like Oscar does, uh, you can write to us at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. All spelled out two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and for all our episodes that are on SoundCloud, if you want to listen to anything before that, our last episode was our nine year anniversary. You can listen to about four or five years worth of two strangers one podcast on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and search for two strangers one podcast. You can see every single episode that's not on SoundCloud. And also, you can listen to my audiobook, Tale from the Road. You can listen to four albums worth of music that I made under my, my pseudonym. If you want to go, I call myself XLNYC. So you can listen to three or four albums worth of electronical, ambient, digital noise music that I make. You can see my Stranger Vlogs. Uh, hopefully, some, sometime soon, I plan to be putting something very special up on the page. Uh, I won't get into it now. It was sort of part of a quarantine project that I was working on. Uh, so see what happens with that. And uh, I can't think of anything else. I acquiesce before to you, sir. Okay. Well, as usual, you can follow me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. Uh You can you can uh, email me like Oscar has, paulpascrillo at tsunamifaithful.com. And uh, if you are, if you do listen to this podcast, you can listen to my other podcast. I'm also on the Toonami Discord, Toonami Faithful Discord, I should say. Excuse me. And uh, you can just add Paul Pascrillo if you want to talk to me there. Well, we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening and had as much fun as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers, One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. Don't be a stranger. Peace. We're out. Bye. You should be fapping. But first, get your car out of the fucking driveway. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, here we go, man. Go ahead. You want to read Double it? Jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne? Smells good to me. But <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee. But it is spelled C-O-L-O-N. And punny. But <laughs> Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with oh, a materialist, I feel you, Eric. Lynette. I, 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 oh, <laughs> Fucking, are you sure I didn't write this? Uh, I, I smell, sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively, su- sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Well, I, I gotta meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia! Is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. Alright. Both Lynette and, uh, Nadia. Play the double jackpot, the largest payout in lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning re- as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her, fucking. She's impressed. I am. Summer, she got some summer reading. <laughs>
Christopher Cologne smells real lovely with an original idea. This is. I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like, hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. <laughs> this is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think of this? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2. Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show. I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Welcome, motherfucker, up! Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be honest with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. (laughs) Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, and if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www.com. L-U-L-U.com. That's Lulu.com. I understand that. I just want to spell it out. <laughs> Normally one says it, that spells it. Still, Lulu.com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15, and a PDF file is only 5 bucks. Five dollars yeah. is insanely inexpensive. Fifteen's not even that bad for a hard for a paperback version. No. This is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on! Come I, like I can it. see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm gonna make that smelly joke. I all. know, you're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information. Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker. I and will his totally book, read this. Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. That's, how is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it. and You could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. Right no, now, sex sells. <laughs> Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you.